been he's been it's been actually you know he's gained my respect a lot tremendously recently as well so every time we start a space i just ask uh Slyman for an update on his boy tate well i told you that i think it would be fair for him to have bail and to defend himself against these charges that are coming uh you know being a free man uh, and working closely with his legal team and i think that's what's happening now so kudos Mace, I mean, Kim knows. Kim knows. Kim knows. Kim knows what it feels like when the establishment's after you. Yeah? All right, man. All right. Suddenly now you're talkative and happy, huh? Because this is something you know what the fuck you're talking about. Finally, a space where you know what to, what, what to talk about. Maze, good to have you. Um, we do Thank have you. Jim as well. Good morning to you, uh, Mr. Mr. Whitfield is here as well, and and of course Kim's great great friend Piotr is with us as well. Um, and everyone's waking oh, up, so we're no. gonna have a full panel shot. <laughs> Why, dude? He was. By the way, now that you mentioned him, right? Let's just be clear. He was wrong about fucking everything. Remember how he said BRICS is not gonna happen, de-dollarization is not gonna happen, and look at the facts right now. I mean, that guy is uh, incompetent. So this is the morning just started. This is the morning just started. The rate of the dollar reserve currency is still at an all-time high. Please explain to me how exactly the BRICS are going to function when India and China have no legitimate relationship. Please explain to me how Russia. And how did the, uh, what did the, lots of countries pulling out of certain relationships with China? Have you so so before you respond, Kim? Um, so, man, can you just give us an idea of, of the space, what we're going to talk about? You did a whole tweet today about it. Um, would love to get an idea. Um, I would love to get an overview, sorry, for the audience. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. So, basically, um, House, of, uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Cormer is going to be holding a press conference. It should be starting any minute now. And essentially, what his uh, the pre- press conference is about is the Biden family finances. Now, the thought is that the focus of the press conference... Do you want me to go into detail or just a quick overview? Yeah, yeah, and just in a sec. So the conference, I would want I want some details, yes. Uh, the, the press conference will start. How long will it go on for? We will be streaming it. So as soon as it starts, who will be playing? Actually, name, you've got a good audio setup. Can you come up and stream it? I forgot that... Um, let me see if Justin's online. But Slayman's audio setup is shit. It's rubbish. Wait, wait, how um, do you know that? So, how do you know that? Where, where, where are you getting this from? You're, been you're probably there, right. You're probably right. Name... Yeah, yeah. Maze, do you have a good audio setup? Does anyone have a good audio setup for the stream? We'll send you through the I link. mean, usually it works well when I just put it up I, close yeah. to my laptop. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. Oh, name, hold on. Name, name is here. Name, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. You've got your audio setup. You can play the, the, we could play the stream on your end. Is that possible? Yeah, it's the... Uh... Committee on Oversight and Accountability. The uh, James. Yeah, I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you the link now. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Now. I'm I'm on it. I uh, can play it. Ah, uh, beautiful man. Fuck yeah, lifesaver. All right, Slaman, give us the overview, and we've got Name Redacted himself playing it, and, and it's good to have him on the panel as well. Slaman, what else is there today? Yeah, yeah. So for today, the press conference is going to be about the Biden family network of companies and the millions of dollars that they've received from foreign nationals. Um, it's going to talk about why. Como wants detailed financial records and he wants bank subpoenas. Um, and he's the he the findings, the, the thought is in the press conference, the findings are going to show Biden's attempt to conceal large financial transactions from foreign nationals. And then he'll also announce future investigative actions related to the Biden family's financial activities. 
Yeah, I've put a link in the nest uh, with the YouTube live stream that is uh, going to start momentarily. So anyone who doesn't want to listen on it, uh, listen to it on Spaces, can just watch it on YouTube and then join the discussion after. And what do we know so far? Andrew, I know you've covered a lot of these cases. What are the, the, the facts that we know so far? Because obviously we're going to find out more today. Um, just to kind of give context for the audience. Yeah, I'm... I, I'm I, I guess I can now um, talk about the memo that uh, that has been released by the Oversight Committee because it's uh, not it's now after nine a.m. here in Washington. Uh, the The committee uh, teased uh, a few a few days ago that there would be evidence of uh, what uh, has been described as as bribery. Uh, that's not what's in here. Uh, they also teased that it was linked somehow to a uh, FBI, uh, FBI tip uh, about uh, the for former Vice President, now President Biden. That's not mentioned in here either. Uh, none of it. There, there's not a single thing in this memorandum uh, that even, even mentions the the allegations that have been floating around uh, since since last since last week um, there there's just nothing what we have here in 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 this memo is uh, a bunch of lists of of payments many of which have been previously uh, reported and, and discussed by these uh, these same uh, same Republican House members and. Uh, then you now uh, they've now expanded what they're talking about to include work that uh, that Hunter and I, I believe James Biden did in uh, Romania. Uh, so, 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 Andrew, well, why are we seeing this happen now? Is this uh, is this to do with anything that's going on in Ukraine, given the uh, relationship that I'm on the right say but with Hunter Biden? What's your take? Um, why is this happening now? I mean, fuck if I know. They they have to show something. They've been they've been running this uh, investigation uh, for over you know over a hundred days since Republicans took control of Congress. They have promised uh, bombshell evidence of of multiple crimes. Um, uh, thus, the... let me let me so Andrew. Let me, sorry, just I'm gonna ask you a yeah. quick question if you don't mind, Andrew. Um, yeah, then I'll, I'll let you continue. So I'll ask you a quick question, and that one goes to you, Simon. So Simon, you've talked, and, and I'll probably be pushing back a bit. Are you asking me the question, or are you asking him the question? Uh, I'm gonna ask Simon this question, and then I want you to help me push back on Simon. So Simon's narrative, uh, Andrew, has always been about the okay. I don't, do, I don't, um, I don't deal in narratives. I don't deal and talk about you know about the establishment. If you have a fact-based question uh, to ask me, you know, ask me. Um, you know, it's I. I I honestly, the the one thing that exasperates me about uh, these spaces, and, and I enjoy coming on here, you know, when I have when I have time, is that everyone talks about the narrative, the narrative, the narrative. Well, you have facts and fact patterns, or but, or you don't. Andrew, what can we expect to come out of this. Then is this a bit of a witch hunt because of what we're seeing going on elsewhere? Is this just Republicans because they've taken back uh, one of the uh, forms of the legislation that this is them trying to get something, or is it? nothing more than a witch hunt 
Well, but the good thing is we will all well, know about what it is I, in a couple yeah, of minutes. Well, as I, as, Just watch the live right, as, as I've said many times... I mean, you know what Andrew's saying is a bit ridiculous. Like, let's be honest. When he says he doesn't deal in narratives and he only deals with facts, like, that's not the case. You know when Andrew comes on. You know what his talking points are going to be. You know what narrative he's going to say. It's going to be the Democrat position. It's going to be so, the... So can we let Andrew from But to argue like, and make it look like other people state narratives and he says facts is highly inaccurate. Dude... <sighs> Shut the fuck up. Do you even know what I do for a living? Like, seriously. I mean, I don't really, I don't really care if you what you're wearing you on be, Twitter. Be don't don't invite me on here and in, don't invite me on here and insult me. Like, I, I'm taking time out of my day when I could be doing a lot of other things that are just as important and, frankly, that I would be paid to do uh, to come on here and talk and you know and you insult me. I don't I don't appreciate that. I mean, it's not an insult. You just, I'm just pushing back on your idea that other people state narratives and you don't. I mean, if you don't want to be pushed back on a point, then that's fine. So, but Andrew, Andrew, I, I, um, even though like you kind of jumped in and interrupted me to make that point, I actually think it's a valid point. Like, it, it is important to stick to facts. But the, the, the question that I had is, is not. Uh, if you hear the question, I think you'll like it, because um, I'm pushing back in a way on narratives. Because I've talked about how everyone is, is, is labeling all the the allegations against Trump as being a political witch yeah. hunt, which in some ways you know, the, the, the Bragg's uh, or the case, the Bragg's case is, is, is it looks like a, a potential witch hunt or politically motivated. Uh, other allegations don't should not are not all politically motivated. They're not all a witch hunt. But then when you when we see and and then Slayman always says the establishment and we talked about privately and I used to fight with him. He's like the establishment is targeting Trump. I know it's possible. But it's just, you can't know it for sure. It's like, no, man, I know it for sure. So then when we see what's happening now with the Bidens, well, we're seeing an investigation into, into the Bidens. Um, so my question is, um, does that, you know, show flaws in the argument? That was, I wanted to ask Slayman. I thought you'd help me debate him, Andrew, kind of since you went back and forth with him now, you might help me out. But Slayman, does that still support your narrative? Like if the establishment is there targeting just Trump, why would there be an investigation right now into the Bidens, which we're covering and we're... So we're, we're, we're I'll answer that, but they're about to start the press conference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So they start just start, yeah, just yeah. start, yeah. start the stream. Stage. I just want to Go point ahead. out that it's not a witch yeah. hunt Go unless ahead. you have a duck and a very large scale to weigh someone. Well said. All right. We'll start the I stream. I love that analogy. Uh, name. <laughs> name. You ready? You're muted. Name redacted. Yeah, I'm ready. Hang on. All right, let's kick this off. Thank you all Thank for, you coming, for today. coming today. Since taking Since the gavel, the gavel in, January, in January, the Committee the on Oversight and Accountability, accountability has accelerated. There's a huge echo on your own name. I don't know if you could fix it. Um, Simon will have it ready as well if you can't fix it. President Biden and his family's shady business deals that capitalized on Joe Biden's public office and risked our country's national security. This committee has a duty to ask questions and pursue the facts, no matter where they take us. Through the committee's investigation, we intend to provide transparency to the American people and reach legislative solutions. In only four months since obtaining subpoena authority, we have made astonishing progress. Today, we'll talk about that progress. First, we want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information 
investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president and leading the United States efforts in these countries. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with a Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates account that funneled the Biden's money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. In fact, the money stops flowing from the Romanian national soon after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency. This is a pattern of influence peddling. This appears separate from any payment Hunter received from his work connecting this in. We'll also provide further information regarding the Biden's relationship with China. This includes two individuals the committee is particularly concerned about. One of them, Yi Jinming, had close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party and operated a multi-billion dollar energy company with access to large sums of money. We'll discuss how the Bidens received millions of dollars from this individual through the use of shell companies and wire transfers. In March, the committee released its first bank records memorandum that showed a Biden associate, Rob Walker, used his company to funnel money from the Chinese to various Biden family members. Democrats dismissed the evidence, even though it was based on bank records directly from the bank. The Democrats on the Oversight Committee received the same records as the Republicans, and they were able to verify the information. Democrats said all the bank records showed were Papa John's and Starbucks receipts. They deliberately chose to misconstrue and deny what was clearly in front of them. Hunter Biden's representatives claimed the money was, quote, good faith seed funds, but could not explain why those funds had to go through an intermediary in what appears to be an attempt to hide the transfers from the Chinese. They also couldn't explain why the Bidens received over $1 million in 16 different wire transfers over a period of three months to at least five different banks. The president, when confronted with this information, said it wasn't true. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements, showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. Now I want to say a few remarks about the developments last week. A week ago, I sent a subpoena to the FBI for a form that a whistleblower has alleged is in the FBI's possession. We hope the FBI will be transparent and forthcoming and provide the oversight committee with the 1023 form 
we have subpoenaed. If they do, the committee will assess the form it has subpoenaed from the FBI and has been my practice. We will report to you only facts when they are verified and indisputable. This committee will not pursue witch hunts or string the American people along for years with false promises of evidence that is beyond circumstantial evidence as Representative Adam Schiff and the Democrats did for years. I trust the whistleblower. A subpoena from this committee is a powerful tool that I do not take lightly. The level of detail provided to Senator Grassley led me to conclude a subpoena was warranted, and I stand by that assessment. I will say this. When Senator Grassley approached me with the information the whistleblower provided, it was because of the information we've learned through this committee's own investigation that indicated to me the whistleblower's allegations are consistent with our independent findings. Those findings are what I called you here today to discuss. The committee has reviewed thousands of bank records from individuals and companies affiliated with the Bidens and their associates. It has received these bank records pursuant to four subpoenas I've issued to different banks. These were targeted and specific subpoenas, and each was different based on the information we believed the banks possessed. Every one of those subpoenas returned valuable information that had been unreported and that contributed to this committee's understanding of how the Bidens conducted their businesses. The committee is concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies we have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. This is not normal. Hunter Biden and his associates courted business in countries that correlated directly with Joe Biden's work as vice president. This is also not normal. It is not ethical. And this is why we need legislative solutions. Our purpose here is to provide legislative solutions to prevent this unethical behavior from ever happening again. This investigation is about investigating allegations of corruption and fraud at the highest levels of the federal government. This should be a bipartisan issue. This committee is considering legislation that would ensure these sorts of business practices do not continue for Democrats or Republicans. Specifically, the committee is crafting legislative solutions aimed at deficiencies it has identified in ethics laws and disclosure laws for immediate family members of Vice President and the President. These deficiencies potentially place American national security and American interest at risk. Additionally, the committee is considering legislation that would strengthen reporting requirements related to certain foreign transactions involving senior elected officials' family members. Finally, the committee is evaluating the Bank Secrecy Act and anti-money laundering laws to determine whether financial institutions have the available tools and support from federal agencies to thwart illegal money laundering and foreign corruption activity. 
As I said, I'm very pleased with the progress the committee is making in this investigation. However, due to the information we're releasing today and further developments the committee is aware of, the investigation will enter a new phase now that is armed with information obtained in the bank records. I will soon issue a new round of subpoenas to banks for specific targeted information. I will also provide one more opportunity for certain Biden associates, including his art gallerist and Rob Walker, to cooperate willingly with this investigation. Finally, I'm publicly releasing the second bank's bank accounts memorandum to the American people so they can see for themselves the activities the Biden family is engaged in, despite the president's statement to the contrary. I want to thank the people and financial institutions that have cooperated with this investigation so far. I also want to encourage more people to come forward and let them know their information will be kept private and confidential. To my Democrat colleagues, I want to say that this investigation will continue to move forward. Do you want to continue covering up the Biden's influence peddling schemes when the evidence is being placed right in front of you? With or without Democrat support, we will continue working to deliver the answers, transparency, and accountability that the American people deserve. I now turn to Andy Biggs, who will provide some information. Thank you, thank you, Chairman Comer. Uh, we appreciate your leadership on this very, very significant issue to the direction of this country, and we appreciate your leadership and appreciate my colleagues who are here today, um, and also the the great staff that has done such incredible work um, on behalf of this committee in, in reviewing these records and, and helping us to obtain them. Thank you, and thank you to. Uh, those of you who are here uh, from the media today. So when we talk about the Biden family and associates, I think it's important for the American people to understand what, mean, what we mean uh, when we're talking about these associates. What, what, what are we really getting at? First, they, they use them as vehicles to move money directly into Biden family accounts. Why is that? It's because they were looking to obfuscate and hide where the money was coming from. For example, the Bidens used their associate Rob Walker to bring in millions of dollars from China and Romania. Walker's limited liability company, Robinson Walker LLC, paid Hunter, James, Halley, and others in the Biden <coughs> network more than $2 million after foreign money hit his account. One-third to the Bidens. That was the pattern. For example, on March 1st, 2017, only two months after Joe Biden left office, Robinson Walker received a $3 million wire from State Energy HK Limited, a Chinese entity. The next day, one-third of that money, $1,065,000, went to the bank account in Abu Dhabi of the company EEIG, which was controlled by James Gilead, another Biden associate. Over the next three months, Robinson Walker LLC sent 16 incremental payments of to more than uh, to, to over five different Biden accounts totaling $1,065,692. This included payments to James Biden, who received five wires and over $50,000, who did no discernible work to earn that money. A third to Gilliard, a third to the Bidens. What was State Energy HK Limited? 
That is a second class of Biden associates, the people from whom the Bidens conducted business. State Energy HK Limited was a company controlled by Yi Jiaming. Yi was a Chinese billionaire who was a, who was reportedly the former Deputy Secretary General, excuse me, Deputy Secretary Council for an international outreach arm for the People's Liberation Army. It's called the China Association for International Friendly Contact. According to a U.S. agency, that organization is a platform for deploying, deploying undercover intelligence gatherers. Chairman Yi started an energy company called CEFC, China. Yi explained in a speech to the committee uh, that the committee has obtained and translated into English that CEFC China's vision is very simple. It is to obtain overseas resources and serve the national strategy. Not U.S. national strategy, Chinese national strategy. And Chinese national strategy is Chinese Communist Party's strategy. Yi was close to Chinese President Xi Jinping and welcomed at least one foreign president to Beijing with Xi. With Xi. The DOJ has referenced Yi and CEFC in a scheme bribing African leaders. The other Chinese national I want, I'll mention now is Gong Wendong, who did work for Yi in America. When Yi needed to do business in America, he often looked to Gong Wandong. The amount of money Yi was sending to Gong Wandong was staggering. From June through August of 2017 alone, Yi transferred to Gong Wandong in America more than $130 million. Yi met with Hunter Biden in February 2017 and gave him a diamond reportedly worth tens of thousands of dollars as a gift. In August of 2017, Yi, through Gong Wandong, opened up a business with Hunter and James Biden called Hudson West 3, based here in Washington, D.C. And Hunter wanted to get Joe Biden's keys to the office, and they could all share office space together, according to an email verified by The Washington Post. But things didn't go as planned because the Chinese detained Yi in March of 2018 for fraud. In an email to Gong Wandong and another associate, Hunter tried to explain away the last year of doing business together. This is an email that has also been verified by the Washington Post. Hunter wrote, and I quote, I am not in a joint venture with CEFC. I'm not partners with CEFC, and I'm not employed nor funded by CEFC, close quote. But Hunter was funded by CEFC, as Ms. Mace will explain. I'm extremely concerned about the president's connections to these individuals, he was supposedly meant to share office space with and is denied knowing anything about these transactions and these business dealings and also is denied receiving any money for himself or his family from Chinese connections. That has been proven to be a lie. And I'll yield back, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Next one, Ms. Mace. Thank you, uh, Chairman Comer, for your leadership. In less than 100 days of subpoena power, this has been one of the most in-depth in investigations the House Oversight Committee has ever had in recent history. And I would hope that the media here today would put as much attention and interest and focus on this as they have a former president. For years, the left has said, no one is above the law. Well, put your money where your mouth is and prove that because the American people do not trust the federal government. They don't trust Congress. They don't even trust current presidents because of the kind of possible and alleged corruption that we see at every level of government. And no one 
is ever held to account. I try to call the balls and strikes regardless of whether or not you have an R or a D by your name. I've been accused, all of us have been, over this particular issue that we're conspiracy theorists, we're not. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over Iraq, there's more information. There's more possible corruption. There's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party aligned with uh, with individuals into American shell companies. And then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. This could be the most corrupt scheme in American politics where a sitting vice president, where we saw members of his family, nine members so far, there may be more, that were enriched from countries all over the world. And we're providing more information about Romania today. We know about China. We know that the president denied this during an election in 2020, continues to deny it to this day. And we want uh, everyone held accountable if they have they have violated their oath of office. Um, we shouldn't have folks that are in office that are betraying their oath of office. We shouldn't have people in office that are betraying their country. If they're paying loads of cash to their family members from adversaries of ours around the world, it's wrong, whether you have a, a Republican or a Democrat by your name. And uh, we saw evidence of intentionally taking steps to hide the sources of money coming directly from China through a series of financial gymnastics. Joe Biden's political career uh, was winding down at the time, and this was one of the Biden family's last chances to cash in on the name. We have evidence of Chairman Yi Jingming, who is believed to be affiliated with Chinese Communist Party intelligence organizations and has even been accused of gathering intel for communist China. Yi started CEFC in China. His agent in America, Gong Wendong, which, uh, which uh, Andy Biggs mentioned earlier, formed CEFC Infrastructure Investment U.S. on May 11, 2017. On May 18th of 2017, Dong used one of his Chinese companies, Shang Huaxin, to fund CEFC infrastructure in an attempt to hide the source of the money. And you see this pattern repeated over and over and over again. On June 30th, 2017, Shanghai Huaxin sent $10 million from China to CEFC infrastructure. Then on August 4th, 2017, CEFC infrastructure wired 100,000 directly to Hunter Biden's own corporation, Owasco PC. Hunter's Owasco also received a half a million from another entity affiliated with Yi, State Energy HK Limited. State Energy HK appears to be part of Yi's personal slush fund that potentially commit bribery and launder money. The Chinese Communist Party affiliated entities may have bought influence with the Bidens that they couldn't get otherwise, and obviously for good reason. These alleged layering schemes are repetitive. They knew what they were doing. They knew how to do it. And they did it multiple times all over the world. If it looks complicated and sounds complicated, it was intentionally made to be complicated so you could not follow the money. What we're trying to do today is show you how to follow the money. The Committee of Oversight, we need to pursue the Chinese relationship with the Serbian politician Vuk Jaramik, who first attempted to introduce Yi to the Bidens in 2015. From August 2015 to June of 2016, State Energy HK paid Jeremick's company $3 million. When Jeremick ran for UN Security General, who did he turn to? It appears he turned to Hunter Biden. On June 16, 2016, Jeremick wrote to Hunter asking if he could meet with the Vice President's National Security Advisor, Colin Call, related to the elections for UN Security General.
The meeting appears to have happened because on July 2nd, 2016, Jeremick informed Hunter that my meeting quote with Colin did not last very long, but it, it didn't go too bad, I think. What is suboptimal is that the office of the vice president seems to be outside the decision-making loop on the UN Security General Elections issue. These people didn't come to Hunter Biden because he understood world politics or that he was experienced in it or that he understood Chinese businesses. They wanted him for the access his last name gave them. Access to the Chinese Communist Party they couldn't otherwise get. In March of this 2017, is how you fix your the same that Chinese company that sent $3 million to Vuk Jeremik sent $3 million to one of Biden's associates, who siphoned off 30%, as Amy Biggs mentioned, we see that repeated over and over again, siphoned off 30% or a million dollars to Hunter Biden, James Biden, Hallie Biden, why they, why she would need that, and an unknown Biden bank account. The committee has written to Vuk Jeremik and Rob Walker, but they have both refused to cooperate with the Oversight Committee. The Biden family needs the to key answer on the key this, and the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. We've done the work for them so they can't screw it up now. If these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged, prosecuted, maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today. Also, as mentioned by the chairman, I want to thank you. The legislative priorities we have of our committee, this is not a witch hunt. This is not a conspiracy theory. If there are anti-corruption laws that need to be made stronger, we will also do that. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Chairman Comer, and thanks for everybody for all the hard work. One of the common responses we hear about this investigation is that it all happened after Joe Biden left office. But that is not true. I'm going to detail a specific, specific set of payments made to members of the Biden family from Gabriel Popovich during Joe Biden's time as vice president. The committee has obtained the bank records for one of the companies of a close Biden associate, Rob Walker. Walker used his company, Robinson Walker LLC, to receive money from foreign companies. He then sent the money to various Bidens, including Hunter Biden, James Biden, Hallie Biden, and another Biden account. Walker's LLC received 17 payments from Bladen Enterprises Limited. The first payment was made in November of 2015, and the last payment happened in May of 2017. 16 of the 17 payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. Bladen Enterprises is an affiliated with Romanian businessman Gabriel Popovich. Popovich is a Romanian businessman who, at the time of these payments, was subject of a high-profile corruption investigation. In fact, he was convicted of one such obstruction charge in 2016. Popovich's company paid Walker LLC just over $3 million dollars. And like clockwork, Walker dispersed approximately one million that money to the Bidens. If that sounds familiar, it should. It's essentially the same structure Walker and the Biden family had with the Chinese money, a one-third cut. So what were the vice president's duties related to Romania at this time? Well, in May of 2014, Vice President Biden visited Romania and delivered a speech about corruption, saying it can represent a clear and present you know danger you not only to a nation's economy, but to its very national security. And in September of 2015, Vice President Biden welcomed the Romanian president to the White House, and they spoke about anti-corruption policies. Five weeks later, the White House me- after the White House meeting, Rog Walker's company's bank accounts began receiving payments from Popovich's company. Walker then sent a portion of each installment payment to Hunter Biden's business, Owasco. 
and another company, EEIG, which was owned by close Hunter Biden associate James Gilliard. Another Biden bank account that Hunter claims is his, and one, and in one case, $10,000 to Haley Biden. Let's be clear. The $3 million sent to Rob Walker and dispersed to the Biden family appears completely separate and distinct from legal work performed by the law firm associated with Hunter Biden. This is simply not how legal fees are paid. I spent 10 years collecting legal fees. Nobody would pay or receive payments this way. It makes absolutely no sense. And again, the structure is the same as the Chinese payments. If it's for legal fees, why are the deals the same? In fact, it's very hard to come up with any legitimate business reason to conduct transactions with this type, in this type of complex way. Why would a separate payments go to Hunter Biden's business and to himself individually? Why would Walker transfer money from his business account to his personal account before distributing the money? Why are other Biden family receiving any of these payments? We need to understand more about this $3 million deal. But it's clear that the pattern shows two separate foreign countries paid millions of dollars through Walker, of which the Biden family received a one-third cut. These payments, their timing, the complexity of the money transfer or transactions all warrant further investigation into a possible influencing peddling scheme. This is simply not how legitimate business is conducted. And the fact that Vice President Joe Biden was lecturing the Romanian people about corruption while his family was being paid over a million dollars from a Romanian businessman who was being prosecuted for co co corruption would be laughable if it wasn't so troubling. Long time ago, I had a client got stopped. It's $50,000 in cash, 11 burner phones, and a bunch of shop, pawn shop money tickets in his car. And when he came in to see me and I, had, and I took him as a client, I said, you have a problem. That is easy to understand. Financial transactions amongst seven, 17 different shell companies, banks all over the world are complex. We get it. But the pattern is emerging, and there is no reason that legitimate business is ever conducted in this matter. And with that. Thank you, Representative Johnson. Thanks, Representative Donald. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Uh, thanks for being here, everybody. Look, a couple things. Uh, first, what we're seeing here, what we're witnessing with uh, the Biden family, frankly, is just a web of concealment, of deception. So a lot of people would say corruption. But let's be very clear. You have this many companies involved, th this velocity of transactions, size of transactions. Like my colleagues have said, this is not how normal businesses operate. Um, I had the ability uh, with Chairman Comer and other members of the committee to go over to the Treasury building and review documents. And having read those documents, one thing is became pretty crystal clear that there were many people who had serious questions about the transactions and about the velocity of these transactions. And they either get very, very deep into concealment, hiding money, shifting money. Um, and for the purpose, we don't know because one thing everybody in this room and the American people definitely know that the Biden family doesn't really have a business. There is no business structure around this family except politics. And since Joe Biden has spent decades in the Senate, served eight years as vice president, and is now president of the United States, and the family's getting money from various countries and foreign businesses through various shell companies and this web of LLCs, I mean, guys, you in the press, this is easy pickings. I'm giving you Pulitzer stuff here. Like, all you have to do is literally look at our memo and see the level of detail upon which they have created this. And it's very, it's very, very frustrating. We have now been able to clearly see that the Biden's associates, like Rob Walker, Eric Sherman, as has been discussed, 
created at least 16 companies while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. 16 companies created while he was vice president. Now the list is 20. And as we continue our investigation, that list is growing. And like I said before, the question is to serve what purpose? And the purpose of all these companies being created is to conceal money that the Biden family has been gaining because Joe Biden has been sitting at the upper echelon of our politics for almost five decades. That is the entire purpose here. Here's an example of what I mean. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, RSP Holdings, RSTP2 Alpha, RSTP2 Bravo, Rosemont Seneca Thornton, Rosemont Seneca Bohai. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Bohai, B-O-H-A-I. And the list goes on and on. Cycling through this many companies serves no legitimate purpose. And as somebody who actually worked in banking, I did that long before I came here. Whenever there was like this many companies just laying all over the place and you see wire transfers and cashier checks over here going to random members of the family for no apparent purpose at the size and velocity at which all of this was being conducted, the only logical conclusion of a financial professional is you are concealing money. Let me restate this. You are concealing money from either the IRS or from credit agencies or from other people in general. That's the only reason you set up a structure like this. Some of these companies were connected to Hunter's personal professional company, Oswego, or Skinny Atlas, Scale Atlas, however you want to pronounce it. And the list goes on and on. And Mr. Biggs, he talked about Hudson West 3 and some of those other issues that were going on as well. One thing I want to make sure is that all of this has happened and Joe Biden is aware. Nobody in this room can logically sit here and say that the president of the United States had no idea that these companies were being formed while he was vice president of the United States. And I will add you, he was in probably in better mental shape then than he is today. You know, I'll throw that out there. And so what this committee is going to continue to do is pursue this investigation. We are going to continue to document and we're going to provide that information to all of you in the press. So to help you, and frankly, you know, like Congresswoman May said, and probably help the DOJ along with their investigation. One quick note, it's interesting that the Department of Justice has been investigating Hunter Biden for quite some time. And we seem to just never really get anywhere. And so I think that's also interesting as well. I wonder what's going on at the Department of Justice. Uh, but that being said, the bottom line is there is no real business here. None. And let me also say this. Because I know there are many in this room who wanted to go down all the various um, uh, schemes that our colleagues on the other side of the aisle accused the former president of. Be very clear. The former president actually had a business, very big business. You could say it was his name. You could say it was his buildings. You could say it was wine. You could say it was branding. You could say it was the apprentice. But he had a very big and legitimate business, which everybody in this room clearly knows and understands and can point to and say, ah, that's the thing, that thing over there. Joe Biden has no business except his position in politics. And it is the requirement of this committee to investigate that. We're going to continue to do that, and we're going to let the facts speak for themselves. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Let's do uh, uh, Representative Jordan. Okay.
um, suspicious activity reports. The, the key word in that phrase is the word suspicious. There are 170 of those reports, many of them put together by the Treasury Department of our government in the Obama-Biden administration. So 170 of those that the committee has reviewed, thousands of pages of bank records the committee has reviewed, and that has told us that there are now multiple, as Mr. Donald just said, multiple LLCs receiving money from foreign entities and paying that money out to multiple members of the Biden family. And the fundamental question is the one Byron just raised. For what? What did they do? What was the business? What service did they provide? What value did they add? What did they do to warrant receipt of the money? That is the fundamental question. And no one seems to have an answer to that fundamental question. But Mr. Comer, Chairman Comer and the team, that's what we're looking into trying to get. And I would just say this too. Why not just come clean? Why not just be honest with us? Why not tell us the truth? But I would tell you this. I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. They, told, they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation that we're all working on that, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from 51 former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden campaign. So much so, the Biden campaign told Mike Morrell, here's the journalist we want you to have uh, the story to the letter to first. Why not just be straight with us? Why not come clean? Why not tell us the truth? Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. Again, the fundamental question is, what did they do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions of dollars? Why did, why did Joe Biden's brother, why did Joe Biden's sister-in-law, why did Joe Biden's son, why did so many family members get the money? What did they do to to warrant receipt of that money. That's the fundamental question. Chairman Comer and the team have done great work and they're determined to get answers to those fundamental questions. I want to thank the committee. I want to thank the staff for all the time pouring through these documents. Uh, now we would like to entertain questions and, and I want to begin with the fourth largest newspaper in the state who I read somewhere was banned from the White House, but we'll start with the New York Post. You're always welcome here. <laughs> I'd like to ask you two questions. First, about the investigative next steps, and secondly, about the FBI informant file that you're seeking. Um, regarding next steps, uh, you've produced a significant amount of information so far about foreign incomes to the president's family. Um, no doubt there's going to be more to come. But are you going to be able to prove the central thesis that President Biden was correctly involved in corruption without getting bank records for either President Biden, mm -hmm. James Biden, Hunter Biden, showing the transfer of money or the payments of uh, expenses that President Biden should have picked up himself? Mm -hmm. And secondly, on the FBI informant file, um, are you going to be able to provide us any more information today on gaps such as which country pertains to? Um, and is there any evidence that President Biden has altered bank accounts? Mm -hmm. Well, First of all, with respect to, to President Biden, I don't think anyone in America who's watching C-SPAN or any other network that's covering this would think that it's just a coincidence that nine Biden family members have received money uh, for this influence peddling scheme. I mean, what, what as, as Representative Jordan and, and the other speakers said, what business is there? You know, the, the media has always said two things. First of all, the media have said, uh, many in the media have said that 
No transactions happened while Joe Biden was vice president. We've proven that wrong. Joe Biden said during 2020 that his family never took any money from China. Today, we've proven that wrong. And you have it in your memorandum, the, the bank uh, transfers. So we believe that uh, the president has been involved in this from the very beginning, obviously. Uh, we're going to continue to look. Uh, there are what we've cited today and what we're updating you with today, four banks. Those results from four banks. We believe there are 12 banks. So right now, you could say that uh, we're in the, the beginning stages of this investigation. But many of you wrote, I read your story, many of you wrote, not the New York Post, but many of you wrote that we would never get access to bank records because that's what the White House told you. And they said we would never have access to the Treasury because that's what the White House and Jamie Raskin told you. But we have the bank records. We're going to get more bank records. We just got the bank records from going through the associates. We knew there were people that were wiring money, that were accepting the initial payments from, from our adversaries around the world. And then they were funneling the money to the Bidens through various LLCs. So we got the bank records through the back door. And we can tell you from the, the people that we're meeting with that were involved with uh, many of the, the schemes that uh, we're pretty confident that the president uh, was very knowledgeable of what his family was doing. You've seen pictures with these people. Uh, you've seen meetings. You've seen instances where the president took his son on trips during the last year of his vice presidency. And every account prior to today said, but none of those transactions happened while he was vice president. Uh, we just laid out that 16 of the 17 payments to the Bidens from Romania occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. With res the second question with respect to the to the FBI, this is uh, Senator Grassley's whistleblower. I've reviewed the transcript. Uh, we have given the FBI until noon today to provide that document, that very specific document. And we're going to let the ball be in the FBI's court. And then Senator, and I, Senator Grassley and I, if the FBI for some reason does not comply uh, with our subpoena, then Senator Grassley and I will, will discuss the next step. Next question. Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Mark Tapscott. Yeah, Bob yeah, I mean, look, I think we've already provided, despite a few articles saying that this committee, I mean, first, the, 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 I hate to be critical of the media, but I mean, a lot of you honestly deserve it. So, but the, but, but with respect, you know, they said, well, there was, this began in November. We had a press conference here. And at that time, I think Associated Press and other outlets were saying that the laptop was Russian disinformation still at that point. And they were saying that this were conspiracy theories. And they were saying that none of the money ever happened while Joe Biden was, was vice president. We've dismissed all of that. We have evidence. That's something, again, I don't think a lot of you are used to with respect to congressional investigation. We have evidence, and you, you look at the, the congressional scandals of the past. You, you look at Watergate and things like that. The congressional committees didn't find out about the, the, the Watergate. The, the press found out about it. And instead of the press asking Joe Biden, when we disclosed a month ago that through the Robinson Walker account, three or four Biden family members received $1.3 million, 
somebody yelled out, what do you think about uh, your family receiving money from China? And he said, that's not true. And nobody pressed him again. So I don't think the media is playing the same role that it used to play with respect to investigative reporting. And and it, it's been very difficult. We're, we're fighting the Biden attorneys. We're fighting the DOJ. We're fighting the FBI. We're fighting a lot of the media. And we're just trying to be transparent. The White House said today that this was a political stunt. That's what little Ian Sam said. This is a political stunt by Comer. A press conference? A political stunt? We're actually giving you a memorandum with evidence. So we're trying to be transparent. We're leading a credible investigation, as Ms. May said. And I, I think that uh, from a historical standpoint, we've never seen a presidential family receive these sums of money from adversaries around the world. And we're just talking about a couple of countries today. I mean, if, if, if you look at the, the countries that this family was influenced peddling in, China's probably the most reputable country on the list, if that tells you anything. So I, I think we're making a lot of progress in less than 100 days. One difference between us and the, and the work that the Senate did is we have subpoena power. And we got the bank records. And we're going to get more bank records. And we're going to have more whistleblowers come forward. A few weeks ago, the last thing I'll say to answer the question, we said... Uh, I mentioned whistleblowers a couple of weeks ago. Jamie Raskin said there were no whistleblowers. There are two whistleblowers that have come forward now, one with the IRS and one with the DOJ. So, Chairman, Chairman Gaughan, so it sounds like you are also trying to prove It would be hard for me to believe that President that, that Hunter Biden was so charismatic that uh, he could convince uh, foreign nationals to wire millions of dollars into not just his account, but uh, eight of his family members' account. Uh, we believe that there was a return on the investment uh, for the investment that these countries were, were wiring money to the various Biden family members. And why were they, cons Why, as Representative Donald said, why would you create all these companies? I don't think a lot of people uh, understand the complexity of these businesses, you if, if you're doing something legitimate, if you're providing something of value, why not just get the payment directly from the, the payer? Why, why do you have to funnel it through three or four different uh, bank accounts? So that's what, uh, there, there's an odd pattern that's developing here. Well, we know that the president, during the, the vice president during the last year of the Obama administration traveled around the world. He talked a lot about foreign aid in different countries, talked a lot about uh, American policy, American assistance. And uh, these are the part of the types of policies. You look at uh, some of the decisions they, that Joe Biden's made as president. Uh, there are uh, many decisions that we would uh, make a strong argument that put China first and America last. So these are the types of decisions. We'll get into more of those later. Yes. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about how, how I'm trying to find all the numbers. It got $10 million or more. Is that, is that what you're thinking? So far. So far. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the White House is, is putting this off, playing this off as down, trying to downplay it. What message would you have for the president himself? If these were legitimate payments, and those are legitimate businesses. 
that your family created, then I would assume you have invoices. I would assume that you would have uh, bank, you know, uh, books and, and business models and, and things like that to tell us what the what the businesses actually were. And uh, I think that's something. If I instead of just attacking us for having the audacity to investigate this and be tr- as transparent as we can possibly be with the with the media, then then maybe he should answer questions as to what exactly his family did to receive this money and why so many of his family members received money. I, I don't think that's normal. Behavior. I don't think the person watching this on C-SPAN who's struggling to work uh, over 40 hours a week, pay their bills. I don't think their family members get wires from, uh, from adversaries around the world. So I, I think the American people understand that this stinks, and I think they appreciate what we're doing here. Uh, Annie. Uh, you said that there's a We're going to look at everything when we get ready to uh, introduce the legislation to ban influence peddling. If you go back to Jimmy Carter's brother, Billy Carter, receiving money from Libya, this has been a pattern for a long time. Republicans and Democrats have both complained about presidents' families receiving money. But the way that the Bidens have set this up, there's no business. President Carter's brother got the money directly from Libya. I've already reviewed that. And Joe Biden, ironically, was on the committee that investigated President Carter's brother when, when that took place. The, uh, the president, former President Trump's son-in-law had some business deals, right? As Byron Donald said, we know what his businesses were. I'm not saying whether I agreed with what he did or not, but I actually know what his businesses are. What are the Biden businesses? That's the What business what we read in the press about, well, these were legitimate business deals that were done after Joe Biden was president. That's not true. These were set up when Joe Biden was vice president. And and what is the business, Annie? What business are they in? And can I follow up? In the Leeds' press conference, you said that there's at least nine Biden family individuals involved today. The memo today means two, three. What are we going to learn about the other six? Who are the other six? Well, since you asked, mm-hmm. I will tell you. Uh, Joe Biden's son, Joe Biden's brother, Joe Biden's brother's wife, Hunter Biden's girlfriend or Bo Biden's widow, however you wanted to write that, Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Hunter Biden's current wife, and three children of the president's son and the president's brother. So we're talking about grandchild, a grandchild. That's odd. Most people that work hard every day, his grandchild doesn't get a wire from a foreign national or anything like that. So uh, that'll conclude our, our question and answers. We're accessible. 
feel free to come up to any member on the committee. We'll answer any questions you have. I want to thank Congressman Jordan for his work uh, that, that they're doing uh, with respect to uh, the weaponization of the federal government. And I'm, I'm sure that everyone will be available to answer your questions today. Thank you. So I want to say one thing before you guys go uh, uh, through this uh, press conference. As soon as this press conference started, the Eastern District of New York announced uh, uh, criminal charges against uh, Representative George Santos, and he's under arrest currently. So there's a little, you know, make of that what you want, but uh, just wanted to throw that out there. That's it. So obviously we've had the interview. Kim, I'd love your thoughts on this first. I saw you unmute your mic, so please go ahead. Yes. Uh, so what we are seeing here is basically an untangling of financial transactions. We had a couple of weeks ago, uh, based on the first subpoenas, about a million dollars of funds coming from foreign nationals to the Biden family. And that number has now grown to $10 million. Uh, so the more LLCs, companies, uh, are discovered in this entanglement, the more subpoenas Comer and his team will issue, and the bigger this amount will get. This seems to be still just the tip of the iceberg. And also remember, uh, Comer can only subpoena U.S. bank records. I'm sure a lot of these dealings would have happened through foreign entities in, you know, safe haven jurisdictions like Panama and so on. So, you know, it's quite telling that uh, this number of funds that have been received by the Biden family is increasing. The jurisdictions where these funds were coming from, Romania, Ukraine, China, are all countries in which Biden as a vice president had a leading role on foreign policy. So, you know, the connection here makes it look uh, less and less likely that these are legitimate uh, funds. And uh, the biggest question that was continuously asked at this press conference is what was the Biden business? What did they actually receive these monies for? And what I also found uh, quite interesting is that Hunter Biden had uh, gone on the record saying he's never received funds from this Chinese entity where we now know he lied about that and uh, that that was not true and the evidence was provided by Comer and his team. So I think this is becoming a, a real problem uh, for the Biden family, because if they can't explain what these monies are for or why they had this elaborate scheme of using dozens of uh, shell companies and, uh, you know, money laundering vehicles to receive the funds into the Biden accounts, I think you'll have a real problem, you know. Thanks, Kim. And Piotr, what's your initial thoughts? Yeah, just a couple of things, really. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I look at this from a just generalist perspective, for one. So it, it's just really sad to see that we're still uh, in this situation of, uh, you know, so much polarisation uh, across the both parties. And, and, you know, whether or not you agree that this is a witch hunt or there is some legitimate concerns here, which I, listening to some of it, I, I, I do have to say I'm, I'm the more I hear, the less... Um, unsettling it is and, and given that we had Hunter Biden actually speak to us and just the way he acted with not wanting to be asked certain questions or challenge certain things uh, he's he's not a great 
cup of tea, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and I think it's, you know, unfortunately, it, it's this um, situation where, you know, the more you're in power for, what, 50 plus years, the more relationships you build up. I mean, look at the Clintons. So uh, I, I definitely think it, you know, more you can, I'm trying to be objective here, but maybe more investigation is warranted. Um, I don't know how much you can say uh, the relationships with China or certain other countries are, 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 you know, founded. But, you know, I don't think there's anything unhealthy in principle in in being transparent and and wanting to hold your uh, elected officials to account. So, yeah, I I think the one uh, statement that I took away the most was um, when uh, the lady who was speaking, I forget her name, basically said, you know, we will do, you know, in this case of both sides, Democrat or Republican. uh, And I think that that's what you want, right? You want you want both sides to be working together to hold uh, nepotism, corruption, whatever it is, to account. Um, so that's my initial thoughts. I'll, um, yeah, if there's any, something else that comes to mind, I'll raise my hand. Appreciate it. And just to, Brian, just to get a bit of balance, go ahead, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I echo a lot of what, what Piotr said in that, like, like I, I don't think transparency is a bad thing. Uh, I think that the Republicans are making a whole lot of assumptions without evidence to back those assumptions up. Uh, I'm I think that many presidential uh, families have received money from foreign entities stemming back decades, right? Uh, I don't, I'm not saying it's right, but I don't know how you're going to stop that. You can't just say, if you're a family member of a president, you can't make money in another country. Uh, I also think it's kind of hypocritical, obviously, given the Trump family and everything they've done. Kushner, for example. I mean, I could go on and on about those, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes out. Uh, I don't. I'm not against an investigation. I, I think it's healthy, uh, but I think assumptions are being made kind of early. I mean, the recipient of the money, though, that were a part of Biden's family were children. Like, what business are they doing in these other countries? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so yeah, I think that's a fair question, but. At the same time, they don't necessarily have to be doing business. The money was transferred to a, a lawyer who then transferred it to these people. That's not illegal. Yeah, it's odd, but maybe he wanted to give his daughter $1,000, and instead of him having it all transferred to himself, he's told the lawyer to wire it here and wire it to my account. I, I mean, that's possible. So, I, I mean, you can't immediately jump to an assumption that a crime took place because his daughter got what was it, we're not talking about thousand dollars, Brian. We're talking about ten millions and counting. No, but that's not what he gave to his family. We don't. It, what I'm talking about is the the amount that was was transferred to Hallie, and uh, and yeah, I, I I think it's it's odd, but there's no evidence of a crime that we've seen, and until we have evidence that something took place that's fishy, I I don't think it's fair. If if you get money from a business deal. You can have that money sent to whoever the the heck you want, right? The problem, well, the problem is Hunter Brian Biden is, has what already is that Hunter not Biden disclosing. has already gone on the record and said that he's not worked for any of these uh, entities that made payments to those LSCs, which then ended up with the Biden family. So he's already said, "I've not provided any services to them. I haven't worked for them." So yeah, what to, was, to the what was uh, the money? Did he for? say this under oath to anybody? I'm going to counterbalance against you just for the sake of argument. But I mean, it, it isn't good 
like that they do it in in these rather convoluted methods right if you've got no, a, I, I agree i think it's shady. I, mean? I agree well for because if we're if we're trying to accuse trump of x or other sides right i'm not saying i prefer one to the other but surely from purely from an objective standpoint it's it's double standards isn't it and and that doesn't but i mean we've had this situation in the uk before right tony blair Gordon brown on the left side and got the conservatives doing all sorts of shit boris johnson nigel farage all this sort of stuff goes on and it's like well hang on a minute if you're going to point the fingers just make sure your closets are in order right that's all i'm saying yeah, yeah. you know so, you so know i agree that hunter biden is shady as hell uh i haven't seen anything anything that links any of his actions to the actions of joe biden as as a politician and Okay. So, well, Brian, let me ask you this real quick, Brian. If if Hunter Biden travels with his father to all these different countries, and then out of those countries, he is receiving payments for unknown, undeclared services that he said he has never provided, isn't that a bit of a coincidence? Well, uh, and, so, and, and then you okay, got to so, just so, look so, at so, Hunter's let, resume let too. Let me just reply to that really fast. Can, can so, I, Jim? Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. So. I mean, I, I think that's shady. But now go back to Kushner, who was actually working for the White House, traveling with Trump to Saudi Arabia and then getting a billion dollars from Middle Eastern countries for his failing business. I mean, that is that is exponentially worse than what I see here. So so, Brian, uh, listen, let's let's get a, a little bit better perspective. By the way, I'm going to concede and I think rightly so. That you know what whatever Jared Kushner got out of his connection with Donald Trump is obviously worth looking into, and we need to have transparency. But the the matter at hand is Joe Biden. So we've got a guy who James Comer rightly pointed out doesn't have a business of any sort. And by the way, the connection to Hunter it's the freaking last name. And Kim is right to bring out the fact that uh, you know he's flying around with his dad. By the way, suspiciously, in my opinion, at the end of the vice presidency he had, I mean, there's, that's, that's, it's common for people in elected office at the end of their tenure to start looking for work. I've seen it dozens, hundreds of times. I, you know, the, what we need is uh, the ability to disclose this kind of stuff. I mean, it is absolutely shady that grandchildren are receiving money. I'm just going to double down on that. There are tax implications to that, by the way, too. Let's not forget this. And it was large. Yeah, 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 but, but you're saying money. grandchildren. It's really children because we don't we haven't linked well, okay, Joe Biden okay. to any Listen, of Listen, I don't care. They are not adults, Brian. And there are tax implications to that. This is all purpose. There isn't. But there yeah. isn't. If, if, if my lawyer received a million dollars for a business deal I did and I told that lawyer to send a ten thousand dollars to my son's bank account, and the other nine hundred ninety thousand do mine. There's there's no tax implications to that. that there absolutely I, I are mean, because it doesn't no, come no, to you. He, so, so it will be a gift. It'll be a gift tax. Yeah, it's a gift and tax. We don't know but but, but the it. point of Brian, but it's Brian, all trackable. Brian, I got you, Brian. But here's the point I'm making. It is a tax implication. Like the, what the point? The reason I bring that up is not because it, whether I think that something criminal was done. It's possible, but that's not my point. My point is that it was purposeful. It wasn't just to bless the young child. Oh, we got this money. No, it's about moving it around. It's about figuring. And when you have this kind of a network that is developed on its face requires 
a response and an investigation because, and here's the basic problem, and I'll leave with this and come back later, but here's the basic problem. The reason this is so frustrating and so concerning, and on both sides of the aisle it happens. I grant that. I've seen it. But the reason this is so frustrating is because government is so large to begin with. Just going back to, you know, one example being, you know, Eisenhower's concern over the military industrial complex. It's freaking money. Listen, I had to do disclosure forms when I worked on Capitol Hill. I hated them. I thought they were stupid. I didn't think they disclosed enough, by the way, for the average person, because you can go into ranges that don't give you clear information. And I think that's purposeful where we can say that we disclose, but you can't really figure out what the heck is being disclosed. The shady aspects of American government are set in stone and and must be dealt with because no one knows why uh, well enough why these people do what they do and when it's a the biden family almost none of whom have any business experience in their lives are getting so much money on its face it's corrupt criminal i don't know we'll have to figure that out but corrupt absolutely and without a doubt well, well so, so, so Dr. Dr. i just want to can i push back Hunter a little bit brian sorry uh, i, yeah, I just ahead. don't want to miss this so, opportunity to make fun of uh, the so, so, republicans I know you you think this is a massive revelation, so go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I have to say, I cannot imagine a better experience than using the word witch hunt to Republicans. This just sounds like a witch hunt. This is the funniest thing. There's no proof that ties him directly to it. This is clearly something that we all know happens in government all the time. And in reality, if Hunter Biden lied on the stand, Put that guy in jail. This has nothing to do with the president of the United States taking money at the time that he was vice president doing anything. And if again, I promise you, if this was Donald Trump, and by the way, his his uh, son-in-law who was actually in the government just took how many billions from the Saudis? I mean, can we just be honest that this would be considered like the biggest witch hunt and everybody would be saying the opposite? This so, is well, the Donish, hard part about being Donish, a moderate in America right now. Is that Hold on, let me just add a second because the fundamental, the fundamental thing that we're talking about here, Donish, is, is that this does happen. Okay, so no, we're not, we cannot and we should not just say, gosh, this happens and it would have been worse if it were Donald Trump. No, it's bad everywhere. This is what's hard about being a moderate is that I have to hear both sides cry wolf all the time. Yeah, yeah, Donish, Donish. I don't care about both sides because even though I've worked in Republican circles, the Republican Party is as corrupt and bankrupt as the Democrat Party. I'm just setting that out on the table to say this. Let me say this. Donish, Donish, this is a problem. Now, listen, we we can get into what Andrew, the lawyer earlier, said were narratives Listen, we, we're, we're human beings. We live in narrative. Narrative is everything about being human. Here's the problem. This is set in stone. This has built up so badly in this country and in countries around the world, it's much worse. But it is very bad when it happens in the United States. So I'm not going to poo-poo this and say, you know, I'm not going to give Donald Trump a pass or anyone a pass, but I'm gonna, not going to poo-poo Joe Biden because that's the problem is we poo-poo it on the political narrative. And you, of all people, I'm surprised would say that because this is I just is think it's problem. all stupid. This shows why is, the problem, why is no one sitting here and talking and about Jared Kushner? Our understanding of it. No, no, but, but Jim, I just have to say, again, you know me. I, I don't give a shit about either side. I think they're all corrupt. They're all crooks. That's why it's so hard to be 
uh, a moderate in this country anymore. But what's uh, because both sides will play witch hunt. Both sides. I actually think that we have though the biggest mistake we we made was not. Uh, getting pre uh, uh, President Trump as president is what we did to him in the first two years. I actually am the first one to say that. But I will say, because I think it started this whole chain reaction. But what we're talking about right now, if this same thing was Jared Kushner getting money, well, he was in the administration, but another one of the family members in uh, of Trump getting money and then sending that money to, to uh, you know, his uh, their kids. I mean, we'd literally be like, oh. Like, are you kidding? This is just a witch hunt. And so all I'm trying to say is, can we just look at ourselves in the mirror and say, maybe, maybe it's all broken. And our Lord and Savior, President Trump, is not the person that was perfect. And Biden, by the way, for the Democrats, is not perfect either. They're all fucking crooks. You yeah, know, but OK, but look, fair enough. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say this because this is important. There's just a, one element here that we're not talking about. There were a few whistleblowers that came to the surface and not only to the Oversight Committee, but also the Judiciary Committee. Um, but the last one was like a, a big one. This one was very credible. He was a senior supervisory special agent for the IRS. Um, he's claiming that in June of 2020, there was an FD 1023 form that was filled out by an informant that literally shows or I mean, it's, it's basically saying that there was a scheme and there were bribes for policy changes with foreign adversaries. But that was covered up by the FBI. So he subpoenaed Christopher Ray not only to um, provide that document, but to also testify. And his deadline is noon today. So. We'll see how that goes. But I think that that's one element that we need to include in the conversation if we're talking about it. And what we also be talking about, we know the Bidens have corruption in their family. We know the Trumps had corruption in their family. And as everyone said, uh, you know, presidents back for decades, there's a lot of financial corruption going on. Do the investigations, arrest the criminals, no matter what party they are, is that simple. But what we really need to take from this conversation is that now we have the House GOP looking for bipartisan support to legislatively fix this problem, to come up with legislative solutions to prevent it from continuing to happen and happening in the future. So that's what we really need to be looking at is how do we make sure that this stops happening? Because it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat, the executive branch and legislative branch, we have members in our government at the highest levels that are corrupt and taking bribes from foreign nations, um, not just China. And this is an issue that we need legislative solutions for. So, so well, and, and again, to, to Mays's point, which is what I was going to make, that was point one. So that was a good call out on that one, Maze. But the second one I wanted to make is now we're up over 100 sus suspicious activity reports that were actually being suppressed within the Treasury Department. Right. So this is not like anything new. Like people were talking about this for a long time. Patrick Ho of CEFC is doing a he went to prison in 2019 to serve out a term as part of this, a part of what's going on here and what they've kind of outlined in that memo, which I have tweeted, by the way. Um, but. At the end of the day, I would hope that they would investigate Jared Kushner. I would suspect that they probably did, considering they were trying to get anything they could on Trump. But And so if it turns out that, that Jared Kushner was doing something illegal, I'm 100% behind prosecuting. I have no problem with that. Never had a problem with that. Just because I voted for Trump doesn't necessarily make him a golden god. Like, I want all of this corruption out of politics. But I just... I, 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 I don't like when people try to, to revert, like divert the conversation to, well, what about this? What, what would happen if you think about this? I don't know. We're having we're having a hearing today with a memo today outlining all of these, all of this information. They've uncovered far more 
um, LLCs than they once originally had back, back from March 16th, which both those memos are out there. And this does need to be pursued. This is obvious corruption. And I don't want to divert the conversation because, well, what if Jared Kushner? Well, then have that investigation. I have no problem with that. Witch hunts are stupid. But this, this is beyond uh, nothing. So, burden, so, so this is actually trash. I think here's the issue that people completely forget, because I agree with you. There needs to be legislative procedures put in place that specifically targeted the vice president and the presidency and their family members. Because let's look historically. Who is the only member, like the president of the United States, once they leave office, right, they have basically a salary for life, right? Once you're president, you get salary for life. And the reason why that happened is because Harry Truman, when he left office, he actually almost became broke. And so companies were going at him to be like, hey, why don't you sign a deal with us and we'll pay you money? And Harry Truman thought that was beneath the dignity of the presidency. And so then they passed this law basically saying presidents have salary for life, right? Because I agree, both in the Biden and Trump and in other administrations, right, there has been very credible evidence of, of just improper corruption, whatever the term we want to use, related to family members. So I think a legislative procedure is saying, okay, hey, if you're an immediate family member of the president of the United States, and that could be defined, you know, you cannot you cannot have dealings with foreign businesses. Maybe you have to you just have to stop because of the perception of corruption. But then there has to be like, OK, well, if you're going to do that, then you need to make sure that there's no reasons. And one of the ways is just like the president. Right. So I agree with that. But I think that when we throw this term corruption like China with because that's the whole thing, China, 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 China. Right. Because corruption is you get money. And then generally, at least from a public policy point of view, is you do something a quid pro quo. I give you money. You do something for me. OK. President Biden on China has actually been fairly, fairly consistent on Trump's policy on China. And if anything, more aggressive. I mean, it was the, President Biden was the first president, let's not forget, to say multiple times where we had multiple spaces about this, saying that if China invades Taiwan, we are militarily intervening. Right. The, 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 the Biden administration is giving more and more weapons to Taiwan. They have been very tough on China. They continued a lot of the policy. And so when we throw corruption out there, I think there's an issue that people forget, like receiving money from foreign companies while you're not in office. Like if you're a family member of a politician is not illegal. I, I hate to break it to you. It's not. We can have the debate if it should be illegal, but it's not. That's why people throw the Trumps. That's why people can throw Nancy. But you, you can throw anybody. It's not illegal. Now, if you want to make laws and make all, it illegal, all, then do all it. Source. All source. What happened to the uh, tariffs and uh, those similar provisions that uh, Trump put in place? So the. the yeah, they were removed. No, mm, you're telling me. Yeah, they were. They, they have been largely removed, not entirely. No, 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 exactly. There's a lot. Listen, but you're not going to. No, but, 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 here's the, but here's the bigger problem, all source. But here's the bigger problem. I just want to let you know. When you have a situation where anyone receives millions of dollars, their family or otherwise, and they are a federal official, particularly, not exclusively, but particularly those that have only ever served in governments, and that money's flowing into their families. Now, listen, if there is a, an actual quid pro quo, that's absolutely criminal. It is unethical and should also have consequences to it when that money's there. Because human nature is such that when you receive money under those auspices, 
it it absolutely it's impossible for it not to cloud your judgment. This is why we ever thought about having people do disclosure forms in government because of this very thing. So yeah, you may be able to say, oh yeah, well no, he's got Trump's policies the same. Whatever, okay, I, I get it, and maybe it's not as bad. Who knows? I I would argue it is, but maybe it's not. The fact is, he got all this money. The fact is, his his son was flying with him all over the world on government aircraft to talk to people where he ended up ultimately taking money from them. That's, that is that is something that cannot be denied. No, and I, look, you're not going to, look, I'm the first one to say, I don't care which, I, I agree that there's issues with, there's a giant glaring loophole of children of former presidents taking advantage of the name to make substantial amount of money. Like, let's not. No, but we're talking in office. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yes. Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, you know, Donald Jr., Eric Trump, like Hunter Biden. I don't care. There is a glaring gap and hole of because when we're talking about the president and the vice president of the United States, we do not analyze so much the family as we probably should. I think there should be an ex there should be a huge, a huge focus on children of presidents and vice presidents because of the perception. Now, I did look it up. Although some tariffs were eased, Jim, there's still $350 billion of Chinese goods still have tariffs. My argument was basically saying that because I don't think that this whole, like, oh, he received money from China. I know the perception, but, like, I, I was actually pretty surprised of how hawkish Biden is on this whole China thing. And to throw that... Okay, let's take a non-monetary uh, benefit that he received. The Anchorage situation where you had Tony Blinken going up there and just being waylaid by Chinese officials. It was played up all over the world. You think that's not a benefit to China? And this is the point. A direct quid pro quo monetary benefit is not the only concern here. It's a general tenor of policy. And Joe Biden has absolutely changed his tenor with China in ways that Donald Trump didn't. And the reality is that whatever degree you can find, which you just proved my point, by the way, but what, whatever degree you can find, the reality is when that much money flows through your family in, in per, per, precisely in the manner that it did with Joe Biden, you have corruption that you must aggressively investigate and take every action possible to deal with. Because if, you, if we're going to go around and say Trump, Trump, Trump on this one, just like if you were to do the opposite where it relates to Trump, then you're never going to get to solve the problem. It's just semantics. And we've got to change from semantics to action. This is far more severe than just Trump or Biden. It is throughout the government. I've seen it. I have seen congressmen who did not have a job scared to death when they lost their primary. I mean, talking to me about it, scared about what they were going to do next because they hadn't maybe built up some other reputation. Most congressmen don't have that fear because they've already worked it out with lobbyists to make multiple six-figure incomes. This is a deep, wide, and broad problem. And if we don't handle it at the Biden level, then we'll never handle it at all. But that's the point. Hey, there has that, to be I, I, I gotta, let me just bring in Tony. Tony, go for it. Yeah, I, I got to uh, bounce real quick, but I want to push back on Jim when he said poo-poo and all this seriousness about the Bidens. Jim, I was in the room when you were saying, oh, the 34 felony counts on business transactions where they had evidence of it and they presented it to a grand jury and they indicted Donald Trump 
on 34 counts, you were like, oh, it's all political. Everyone knows it's political. Oh, it's political this, political that. There, There's no, it's all nonsense. We don't need to go down this road, blah, blah. It's because he's running a campaign. Well, guess what, Jim? We can all say the same stupid shit on the same side about what J- James Comer did this morning on his research that he did on the internet where he's trying to bang up the Biden campaign so it's all election interference, right, Jim? Just Okay, so which one's worse, admit Tony? It. Just Biden, admit it. Biden or Trump? On the on the specific matters we're talking about today and the one you brought up, which one has more great, much greater consequences? Which has greater consequences, Tony? Go ahead and admit to it one way or the other since we're being bipartisan here and we're well, being well, honest well, and truthful. So, no, so you're saying you. 34 criminal question. felony counts in, in the Manhattan DA's office yeah, I where, am. They, where I they presented am evidence, that real the evidence of crimes, millions. real Joe evidence Biden of crimes to a Tony, grand jury ever and the grand up? jury indicted him on 34 felony accounts. Hey, you're Tony, saying that's not severe? Yes, I compared to this, yes. It is important. It's a, I'll give it important. That's not, not what you said. Because the fact know, is, Jim, no, you, you, you hey, present Tony, yourself Tony, in one way Tony, on one week and then another Tony. way in another week. Have the same energy. Tony. All right. Have the I'll same energy. Tony, Tony I'll be commit consistent. to something for me. Is millions of dollars going into Hunter Biden's family concerned to you or not? And I'll leave it at that. So, so where Perfect where time. was your concern and where was your energy weeks ago when we were talking millions of dollars? Of course, you're not interested in answering my question. I, I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing J- James Coburn's non-evidence because he presented no evidence this morning that ties Joe Biden to nothing. That's what you don't understand. That's what you people keep as I expect poo-pooing you every single time. It's every time you're presented with real evidence. Real evidence where a grand jury, a grand jury voted to indict your former Mussolini Jesus, the guy who's going to be the Republican nominee without anyone challenging him virtually. Okay, I can't and take this you, seriously. And you so keep pooing your words, not mine. Yeah, yeah. So if you're talking about misfiling a business expense versus receiving uh, millions of dollars and then it funneling through your children, including a young child, upwards of $23 million I mean, from Chinese trash. Do we have Do we have to go back to the Kushner thing? Have the same energy. And I know you said earlier, what energy? oh, why? I'm going over what's being presented. Him. Put no, him in prison and blah, blah, blah. You're saying blah. there's no evidence. But what we're it's saying right and what Would everyone like on the left has been it? saying yeah, is, Tony. is investigate Biden. Yeah. Investigate yes. Hunter Biden. Do it. Yes. Do it. Bring the evidence. And you don't, they it's, don't it's, have it. It is here. Uh, if you'd like to take a look at it, uh, so it's actually all attached in the memo, which Those, if you'd like to go take a look, I did tweet it. it what evidence do they have of any crime that uh, Joe Biden they committed? Pulled it, they pulled it from the Treasury Department. It is it's, it is known that it's connected. These deals were made on Air Force Two flying to various countries with Joe Biden in, in that plane and, and Hunter Biden on that plane. When they so they have evidence, people. actual evidence that they can present uh, before a grand jury. Is that what you're saying? It, it, it is. Go, go take a look. It's it's all in that memo. It's all right there, Tony. So you're saying there is a prosecutor somewhere in this country that is willing to make sure that they scour oh, the no. evidence and present it oh, to no. a grand jury? No, there's definitely not. There's this DOJ. This is, this is going to be referred to the Department of Justice. See, and there, and no, there you Tony. go again. There you go again. The same poo-pooing. Not the poo-pooing. same bullshit. This is how it the works. same shit. Bring the same energy. The same energy. Bring the same energy. You can't say on one hand that the DOJ is corrupt 
on this hand, but on this hand, it's the completely opposite Tony. of the corruption on this. Oh, so yeah, how? Well, okay, geez. I'll help you out. So how this, this is how it works. So you have a committee, uh, right? And you present this evidence, and then there's a criminal referral sent to the DOJ. The DOJ has a responsibility to take up that case if they should see fit. By the way, the DOJ is invested. Yeah, we we know what criminal referrals are, but we the get DOJ it. is. We get it. Here's 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 what I want to say because I really got to go and. So, and and I, I like being these Tony. And I, yeah, I like wait, go, he's really go. This is not working. Tony, wait. Well, let, let Tony finish, guys. Go, no, wait, wait, let Tony finish because he's going to go. I, go I'm, I'm almost done. I, I like to come in this room and throw fireballs. It's, it's fun, <laughs> especially at Jim. Jim, you're 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 easy there. Um, it's easy to pick apart what you got because you you, you just make it difficult on yourself, and you guys lose the plot every single time. I, I never have to worry because of how stupid you look when you. But do here's it. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that. T- today is the day that James Comer decided to do this little press conference of his non-evidence of his little transactions he found on the Internet. But here's the thing is that this morning, what a Republican, a Republican congressman who they needed the vote to get Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker of the House is indicted on 13 counts. No mention of that. I, I, I don't even know where James Comer was at on that. And the other thing, too, is this comes the day after, and I'm going to use these words and it's going to piss you off. Donald Trump was found guilty of sexual assault. This is all this is all politics. Just like Jim said, it's all politics, all political. Why wouldn't it be? It's because Joe Biden is running for president. Donald Trump's running for president. That's politics. And we're going to play politics here. So get used to it, folks. Strap in. Put Tony, so Tony, on. we're going to take the real quick, Tony, ride and it's going to be fun you go, over the next 18 months. Before you yeah. go, Tony, real quick, yeah. just mm-hmm. so you know, the DOJ was supposed to be rolling out charges against Hunter Biden on Monday. It was actually postponed until they had this uh, conference. So th- there actually I, is criminal charges coming. Yeah, sure. I, and, and, and I don't I don't think I don't think the DOJ should hold back. So, I, I mean, that's the difference between what what the narratives are in this country is that Republicans in MAGA do not want Donald Trump or anyone close to Donald Trump having any accountability for anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all political. It's all fake. It's all bullshit. But when we say on our side, put Hunter Biden in jail if he committed crimes, do it. Then, oh, well. And Tony, you're, I, you're losing the plot again. It's very coincidental as well that back in December uh, 22nd of 2022 is when they set the trial date for the rape case. And then that's also when the House Oversight Committee begins sending out subpoenas for this investigation. And then the day after Trump is found liable for sexually assaulting someone in battery and defamation, then they come out and have their bombshell release. Exactly. I mean, it is all politics. And for anyone to not realize that, of course, it's politics. Trump was president. Biden is president. Trump's trying to be president again so he can stave off federal indictments by pardoning himself. We all know that. We all know it's coming. We all know it's coming. We all know we're going to make politics out of it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of politics and elections. What what don't you understand about it? And yes, is there going to be narrative swarm? Sure. And I think I think Jim's Jim Comer and really Jim Jordan, more than anyone, standing up and giving a press conference like they did today is good for the narrative of this country to get rid of this nonsense that one side is immune because somehow Trump is the greatest thing of all time and 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 Democrats are the cause of all corruption and, and everything. It's all their fault. Get out of fucking town.
And and here's the thing is that we're going to play politics over the next 18 months. And Jim, I hope you come in these rooms more and more because, man, I can't wait to come back in here and talk to you, man. It's gonna yeah, be, I love talking to you, too. You sound fun, stupid. Jim. But here's my question. Oh, man, I would like this. I would like one second, one second, one second, one second, one second. I'd like to put this bet on you. Guys, I just want to go to Can we put Joe Biden through? Jim, I don't think you can hear me, so let me know, and then I can drop you down and bring you back up. Kim, you got your hand up. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I don't know where you find these people, man. This, these spaces are becoming less and less sophisticated, full with uh, people that, that just spew their political views. We've heard evidence of you know, serious allegations of corruption against the sitting president, and this room is turning into a farce by, you know, people on the left. And there the right. is no evidence of that, Ken. Uh, yeah, what, 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 what is the evidence, evidence. Like, 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 And finish. you should not interrupt me because I let you speak your mumbo-jumbo when, when it was your turn and now it's my turn, okay? So there was significant evidence of money laundering, of using uh, corporate entities to funnel money to the Biden family, to try and hide these transactions and the fact that these funds were coming from foreign entities in which uh, Joe Biden as vice president uh, had the policy direction. He was in charge of those countries and that is where the money come from, came from. So there's significant evidence uh, and serious allegations of corruption. And anyone who's trying to downplay this is just not uh, honest, is turning this into a uh, he did, uh, you know, she did left and right stunt. That is not what this is all about. You know, if you want to change and fix your country, you need to pursue this kind of corruption on both sides, wherever it takes place, and not try and make excuses for the people that are robbing the American, uh, uh, you know, people and the, the and cheating the American voters. Yeah, so so I, I mean, I I agree. I agree with you in that I think that we should definitely look into it. I I think that the payments to his family members. Yeah, I mean, they bring up questions, but by no means does it point to a crime. And it does not, it is not evidence of money laundering on its face. Yeah, sure, if there was an underlying crime in which he was trying to conceal by shifting money all over the place, then yes, that, that could be considered money laundering. But just by, just, just the fact that he had an attorney send money to his daughter and to his, his girlfriend that's not evidence of an underlying crime. Brian, they were working with Chinese spies. They were working with Chinese spies. Yi Ming, Patrick Ho. I mean, Hunter Biden represented Patrick Ho. Patrick Ho arranged- Doing business- Seriously, where's the money coming from? This is a joke. This is a foreign influence scheme. We're talking about national security. You have no evidence of that. Juvenile sophistry, what you're talking about. Trace the money back. Look at Qui Bono. Look at who benefits. What is the what are the Bidens giving in exchange for all of this money and diamonds and all of this stuff coming from what uh, diamonds? Uh, good faith diamonds speed money? Come on, I I I can't listen to this sophistry forever. But okay. just hold on one second. Serious. We do have hold on, hold on, hold on. We Donald do have Trump let finish, guys. Look, hey, stop for just a second. Stop for just a second. We listened to the Russia hoax for for four or five years. You had a special counsel. Do you drag? 
Trump through the mud for two and a half years over nonsense and allegations. There were no real, I'm not going to tell you talk about the Deutsche Bank nonsense, which was a lie. There were no real bank records. There was no foreign influence scheme to back this up. So start asking serious questions. If people want to take you seriously and stop this gainsaying on both sides. Because and by the way, the this is not here this is, is not a joke. This is national security. And I've said and my by the way, the now I get to listen not... to your sophistry, okay, Brian and Dr. Danish. Uh, thanks. I love you too, Kyle. But, but hold on one second. So, so are we all? Does nobody admit and understand that Patrick Ho has been accused and convicted of bribing officials from multiple countries, including in Africa, to sell grenade launchers? And Hunter Biden directly represented him. Not only that, Tony Bobulinski. Hold on, I'm not done. Tony Bobulinski came forward with hard evidence. He literally had like eight cell phones in his hand saying Joe Biden is the big guy in these emails. Joe Biden was receiving 10 percent of the funds and the proceeds coming from the CEFC energy deal. So so, so wait, wait, wait. Let me let me just push back on that, because if. If all those emails on the laptop are real, which I, I think they probably are. Are you are. fucking kidding me? You are there's, still there's a subsequent, saying the emails let, let may not be real, dude. I mean, you are, you've totally I said, I assume them. they are. Kim, I, I say, I assume they are. There's a subsequent email about the big guy saying that the big guy vehemently, or I don't know the wording, turned it down and said he didn't want anything to do with it. So you can, you can use that whole big guy line, but if those emails are real, which I, I, I am assuming they are, then you just shot that argument in the foot. No, no, yeah, you're complaining two that, totally Brian, separate then we different have to presume, issues. You're, you're we have complaining to pre- two totally different things. The, 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 Wait, the, no, if, no, I'm not. Explain. Yeah, let go, let's go to Charles. Charles, go ahead, bro. You want to respond? If you, if you have an email, <laughs> the, the one you're referencing, I believe, was to a meeting that didn't want to take place. But Pat, but... Tony Bobulinski was completely memory hold, completely blocked. He wanted to come forward and do a press conference and say, hey, listen, I have ultimate clearance. I was involved in these deals. I was in the involved in the arrangement of new companies for the CEFC deal. I know Joe Biden was the big guy receiving 10 percent of those funds. If you have an email in those records that you want to say, hey, they said, you know, I vehemently, you know, I, I, I'm coming out here and saying I am not the big guy. I mean, share it with people. This is the ultimate gaslighting. We've had. No, 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 no that, that, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. So so the email says 10, 10 percent for the big guy. Right. Uh, this email between Hunter and and whoever the other individual was. And then a subsequent email down the email chain said that the big guy will not participate or that he he vehemently turned it down it, that wasn't the word that he used so if you're saying that oh this email proves that hunter biden and joe biden were working together to to so that joe biden could profit then that subsequent email is is pushing that it's aside not just saying, the email. No. you have a fact witness you have a fact witness that well was yeah there yeah no and, and and i agree i agree if, if bobolinsky is telling the truth then then that's a damning well opinion. he's given his but truth to the fbi he has been okay what's most important here besides all the, the speculation going not, on is that hey hello yes, this could hello this one day. second guys sorry too many people talking go ahead kim kim go ahead bottom left yeah, okay. So Bobolinsky has provided his evidence to the FBI uh, right after he's given the, the now famous uh, TV interview at Fox. And he was uh, 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 
business insider who had dealings directly with Joe Biden, James Biden, uh, Jim Biden, and uh, the president. He's had meetings with them. He disclosed, uh, you know, what the business scheme was, and the FBI interviewed him and did absolutely nothing about it. And this isn't new. The Biden families have been doing this for decades. Go back to Afghanistan and the $1.5 billion deal with the real estate and the building of housing, you know, during the Iraq war with Jim Biden. Go back to their credit business and and all the regulations and legislation Joe Biden was involved in, in credit bureaus and credit tracking. I mean, they've been doing it's the ultimate gaslighting to sit here and say the whataboutism of Trump and the Trump family. There's a huge difference between Jared Kushner and his firm receiving a real estate investment into a failing property in New York City and and Hunter Biden working directly with international. Wait, wait a minute. He was in the White House. He was Kushner was working for the White House, making policy about the Middle East. And then he gets out in Saudi Arabia, sends him sends him a billion dollars. Qatar sends him one hundred million dollars and the UAE sends him two hundred million dollars. How is that any better? It's not this is missing the point. Look, can I Sorry, Solomon. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to say something, all yes, right. I do. I just feel like we're 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 losing we're losing the importance of this right now. I mean, this this could be a national security risk. Our sitting president is is literally receiving not only him but his whole family. And and the worst part that we can all agree upon is that there was a major cover up with all of the LLCs. These were suspicious activity reports. Even the banks recognize this as being suspicious and flag them. And it's like, we're sitting here saying, well, Trump did, you know what? Who cares about Trump? Hopefully they'll go investigate whatever they need to investigate with Trump too. But as we sit here and continue to ping pong back and forth, like it's a sport, we're losing the importance of what happened, right? So I would really like to keep focused on that. This is something that's very, um, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. And I think that whatever we get from that uh, 1023 form that actually, shows that there was an informant that's showing that he was accepting bribes for policy changes. And this was suppressed in 2020, along with all of the laptop stuff that was suppressed in 2019. I just want to keep focused on that. Go ahead, Kim. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And one pattern that I noticed every time we have a serious discussion about, you know, government corruption, Twitter files, you name it, anything that is going wrong, you have these disruptors come in here that are turning this into a shit show and into a mud fight about left and right. You know, I mean, no one seems to be getting what's going on here. America is going down the drain. These people are filling and lining their pockets with foreign money. And yet they're seriously. Wait, wait, Kim, 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 you're saying that we're coming in here to create a shit show. You're not even an American citizen. Why are you so concerned? That has nothing to do with that. You know, I'm a concerned world citizen and the U.S. government is causing a lot of problems around the world. Just look at their proxy war in Ukraine. So I am concerned about the health of the world and a potential uh, World War Three scenario that is unfolding right now with NATO maybe getting involved in a war with Russia. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying is, Kim, Kim, you come in here and, and you, you say that people like me are here to divide people. I'm here to explain things because mostly most of the people here are on the right. So you coming in here and saying that I'm, I have some like, like weird 
weird ideology or, or that I'm trying to divide my country when you're not even part of this country and our country actually wants to extradite you, I find kind of comical. Well, you may find this comical as much as you want. One thing I can tell you is that I'm a man of facts who learns a lot and reads a lot about what's going on. And then when I hear you, you, mean, you can't just talking, let me finish, let me finish, please. Guys, let him finish. let him finish. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of learning and I look at uh, at evidence. I look at facts and you are peddling in, in you know, non-facts. You're peddling in opinions and you come in here and make your, <laughs> yeah, and, and make your opinions. You your opinion. I, well, I, well, I, I, I just remind you, you that you, that you discredited the Hunter Biden laptop just like everyone else in the mainstream media as Russian disinformation originally. I never you, said you that. You did that. I said it in this space. I said it could that. be. You did I said that it several could times. Be. You said that the emails are forgeries. I never said it was that there's evidence of. of uh, I ex- no, you did. You absolutely did, and there were show thousands, me. Show me where I said that. There were thousands oh, okay, of okay, okay, guys, space second, where you did that. Sorry, guys, you're both just fighting. Let me just go to Dan because I know he wants to respond and then you guys come back because it's not. Go ahead, Dan. Dan, go ahead. Just unmute your mic. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't hear anything Kim is saying. Uh, But what I really wanted to point out, what I think is important that we're really missing here is that none of these accusations have gone to President Joe Biden himself. It's all about his family and dealings there. We know that there's problem presidential corruption, but we do know for a fact that Donald Trump does himself have 34 felony charges against him. And he has himself been found uh, liable of sexual assault. So now we're not talking about their families. We're talking about the presidents. And the biggest thing that we're all missing here is we all know it's corrupt. Again, what we need to be looking at is legislative solutions to stop it from happening in the future. I want to see what the GOP commission has uh, you know, as far as ideas for that. And I'd like to hear your guys' ideas on how do we stop this from continuing to happen presidential administration after presidential administration. Oh, I would gladly take that. So right. on, let me take that, please. I, I agree, Dan. Like, that's the whole issue, right? Because it's like, so let's, so Kramer, I think one of the issues when we got this press conference, like you can even hear it's like, oh, it's, it's, it, there was no, it, when we're saying there's no evidence, it's in the sense, at least in the press conference, because everybody throws up the emails and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this was the moment, right? This was the time to present. It was like, oh, well, maybe, well, it's kind of hard to believe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? But I agree a million percent. I think there should be a very special category for presidents and vice presidents and their direct family members should have to, if you want to be president or vice president of the United States, you as an individual and your immediate family member, and the Congress can define at what area that ends, right, should not have any business transactions that might be improved, specifically with foreign nationals. Like that could be banned. But then the, the, the issue is, well, then how Congress, right, just as we do with the president, like, okay, here's the salary for life. Is there a way that you can do that for families? And by the way, there should also be a conversation so that way we don't run into the Clinton Foundation issue, right, of saying, now that you're a former president, former vice president, former first or second family, you, those types of uh, uh, dealings is permanent. But then, you know, Congress then has to say, well, here's like a life, you know, salary, because let's be honest. I mean, being a first family or a second family, a family of the president and the vice president probably sucks. I think we can all agree. It's not. You have the limelight. Look, at everything goes on. Let's look at the, the, the Trumps, the Bidens, the Bi- Obamas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think one of the ways we can do this is saying, OK, I think we this needs to end. 
I think there should be bipartisan support on this, but that there's a special category for presidents and vice presidents, family members, where specific business transactions is specifically related to foreign nationals is banned for life. So that way, if you become and come into office, like the only way you can make money is like a book deal and speaking tours. And, you know, you're that's fine, whatever. But then you limit it to the United States so that you do not have this perception of foreign corruption that then undermines the faith and confidence we have in our elected leaders. And I think that's a fundamental issue. And so, then that gets way to the politicization of this whole debate. So, uh, so, 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 Kyle, one so, so, okay, okay. Okay. Dan, Dan, I'll come to you next just to balance okay. it out. So, Kyle, oh, sorry, yes. it was Brian. I'll come to you next after. I think. So, Kyle, I mean, I know we're talking about this and now everybody's remembered that you want a bit of balance. You know, you've got to talk about the right. You've got to talk about some issues up there. But in reality, isn't this like a major issue? We've just been told mm-hmm. that prior prior to this, a few weeks ago, we were told that Biden was getting money from China and using shell corporations to basically hide the money. Let's let's we could blag it if we want, but that's literally what he's doing. So a good and now that we know that about Romania as well. Like yeah. how huge is that, Kyle? Go ahead. So so a good exercise to do this is if if you know if you're a partisan person and and you're immersed in this this world, it's just to 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 pretend. Either you can either detach yourself from the, the parties and just like, you know, look at a scheme and just forget that you're talking about a Republican or a Democrat, forget you're talking about a liberal or a conservative. Um, or you could just flip it and just say, like, well, what if this was Donald Trump and we found this evidence about them? You know, if you're a person on the left and you could flip it. So if, imagine if Donald Trump Jr. Uh, you, for example, had all of this evidence that he was uh, working with the spy chief of China and he was a business relationship and then boasted about having policy influence that he can make his father have any policy uh, put into office that he wants. And the spy chief of China was charged by the DOJ for foreign influence operations like Africa, like was mentioned earlier. And then we had all these tr- millions of dollars in transactions donald trump jr was getting diamonds like from uh from from chinese influence operate operatives and you, you compile all this evidence up and it's a very serious thing you know so you know people should stop dismissing it okay i'll throw that out i just wanted to, you know i'll just throw that out there okay so there is this allegation that joe biden is not at all implicated in this well the hunter biden laptop is and text messages from Hunter Biden uh, strongly suggest otherwise. Uh, besides the Bobolinsky thing that was mentioned earlier about ten percent for the big guy, uh, there there was the bragging in a 2019 text to Naomi about giving his father half of his salary for 30 years. Um, there was a business relationship uh, that was in, uh, brokered in the White House with White House logs that Hunter Biden arranged a business meeting with his father's staff in in the white house so you know in uh 2011 so there are there is evidence there's bank records there are things that we need to look at there are concrete things this isn't just a stupid uh press conference for political reasons to distract the country from the you know civil suit for donald trump or whatever we need to put all that stuff aside and really focus one issue at a time we need to walk and chew gum you know, uh, when, you, you know, there are a lot of different stories out. This is probably one of the bigger stories. It's just been dragged out for so long that we have a tendency to ignore the significance of each development because we've been hearing about the Hunter Biden laptop for a long time, for a couple of years. But I would just say today, 
is just the culmination. If that FBI file that they're looking for shows a bribery scheme, then I think that, you know, you're going to, whether you agree with it or not, there's probably going to be an impeachment. Uh, I, I would say that there'd have to. I'd say, like, there, you know, for, just from the political point of view, Republican Party base, even independents will strongly want an impeachment. And, and that, thank you. Yeah, and, no, so, so, so I, could, could I just address All Sour really fast? And then, so I, first of all, I agree, Kyle, that. I mean, if, he is a bit All if, Sour, but this time he's called All Sour, so. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yes. So first, Kyle, I, I agree. If, if there's evidence that some bribery scheme took place, then absolutely. I, I think he should be impeached. But I haven't seen that. Now, all source, I agree that we need some sort of regulations uh, on family members, especially of presidents. But but I think it's just really difficult to do that. Like, like for instance, say say that my father was president of the United States and I I hated him. Like, why should I be penalized? I'm an American citizen. Why should I be penalized because he decided he won for president and win? So I, I think that there's definitely issues that need to be considered. I do think that at least, the very least, we should all, we should, and I say we, I'm not actually the president's son, but, <laughs> but uh, politicians, families should have reporting requirements and revenue requirements and how they're, how they're bringing money in. I think that all should be public. So I, I think there's a happy medium there that could actually be reached. And I, I, I think that if anything comes from this Hunter Biden thing, hopefully that's something that, that we do kind of agree on. And building on what Sauer was saying as well, he hit an important point that we failed to really talk about is it's not just the executive branch. Uh, my opponent, Tom Cotton, for example, when 2014, when he was running for office, he took a million dollars from an Israeli PAC. And why would they invest on some guy in Arkansas? Well, he's voted since then to give them over $35 billion in funding. And he's not the only legislator that they've been donating money to. So it's there's so many foreign countries involving themselves in our legislative process to get their own agendas pushed. And nobody's talking about things like that as well. It's not just the president. Repeal Citizens United. I'll say it. Repeal Citizens United. Listen to everything. Listen. First of all, Hunter and his father shared a checking account where bills were paid out of that checking account. So that's number one. Number two, the Biden family operates like the mob. You kick up to the boss. That's the way it always is. But more importantly, Hunter Biden and the Biden, the entire Biden family is a foreign intelligence dream to the agents out there. How many prostitutes were probably foreign agents that Hunter was engaging in? And the reality is that his name and the Biden family name had to come across RCIA chief's desk multiple times, the NSA chiefs desk multiple times. And so what did our intelligence officials, the top intelligence officials know about the Bidens? I think that is a huge story that's not getting discussed because they were aware of what was going on. There's zero doubt that foreign agents were targeting the Bidens. There's zero doubt that we would know about it. And there's zero doubt that the intelligence chiefs didn't know about it. James Galar called Hunter Biden the true cheek of Washington. That's what he that, that's what he called him. And just to go back to that point that was brought up um, by Brian and the follow up email where he says, oh, they denied it again. You That was complaining two different things. So you were referencing a text message that actually was presented by Tony Bompolis that says both James's lawyers and my chairman give an emphatic. No, I think we should all meet in Romania on Tuesday next week. Zhang will be there. 
And so will be the completed agreement if they stick to schedule. That was related to Tony Bobulinski wanting to be on the board of governance for Sinohawk, which they set up explicitly for the deal. So it wasn't in relation to paying the big guy, as was said before. And that's what happens here. There's so much information we have on that laptop. I mean, Americans like me saw this two years ago and it was imagine going into a deep hole for the disgusting depravity you saw on this laptop, not just in Hunter's personal life, seeing him on television, walking down D.C., knowing the disgusting, depraved things that he did. But then having Joe Biden get on a debate stage when he canvassed 50 former intel agencies like they've been doing to say, oh, this is another Russian propaganda campaign. It's the ultimate gaslighting to the American people. And we're just so sick of listening to it. So you, you need to be clear on these facts because they're super important. This is it's a big deal. It, it involves national security and the sovereignty of the United States. But can I can I just ask a question of, of when we're talking about Biden in China specifically on a policy point of view? Right. Specifically, because I think there's an implication. There was a quid pro quo because of this of Hunter Biden, which should never receive money to China. Got it. But when we're talking about like since Biden was elected president, what policies did he do that was in the benefit of Xi Jinping? Because I'm I've been on spaces with Kim arguing vigorously about China and Taiwan. Biden is the first. Let me repeat this again. Biden is the first president that has broke five decades of U.S. policy of of ambiguity if we were going to go to the defense of Taiwan. Biden broke that three times, blatantly stating, if China attacks Taiwan, we're going to war. So I'm just trying to get specific policies that are beneficial to Xi because almost the entire Biden policy foreign relations besides Russia-Ukraine has been very aggressive on China. And unless somebody disagrees with me, I would love this debate. Yeah, it, it, just briefly, and I have to go. Uh, the first thing I would look at um, in terms of China is obviously the COVID policy. Uh, they never held China accountable for that. Um, the tariffs were lifted. We rejoined the WHO. The energy policy has been restricting uh, oil and gas exploration here and brokering energy deals that are beneficial to China, such as solar panels, rare earth minerals that could be traded to, to the United States. So there are policies. I would agree with you that Taiwan is an out. I would consider that an outlier almost. It is a strong policy indication that obviously is not favorable to China's preferences. So I will uh, I, I will give you that 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 one. But I think in terms of the rest of the policies, he, it has been beneficial to China in a lot of regards. But the Taiwan one is an interesting counterfactual to that. So, so that, that, I was what about the LNG deals? Uh, what about the LNG deals with Rosemont Seneca? Did, has nobody seen the prospectuses in Chinese of all of the assessments of LNG deposits across the United States, all the discussions on building new infrastructure, that Cuomo email, the Whitmer emails, California Newsom's involved in this. I mean, has nobody seen that prospectus? But so, so, so I think there's, because here's the interesting aspect, right? So one, not all tariffs have been listed. I, I, I just said it earlier, almost 350 billion of Chinese tariffs were there and are still in place to this day against China. So but when we're talking about energy policy, which is separate, but I think a lot of people forget a lot of that, like unless the U.S. government either. And, and this has kind of like been something that and, and anything the, the the Biden administration has continued a lot of the very aggressive policies of ensuring China does not continue. And this is with, from the Trump. I, mean, I think people forget like the Trump Biden 
policies related to China have a lot more similarities than dissimilarities. Like it, it's, it's basically a continuation of those policies because the Biden administration specifically has been very aggressive of ensuring that China does not buy foreign property or even in, in, in critical infrastructure in the United States that can threaten national security, specifically around U.S. military installations, national security installations, et cetera. So I just like we can maybe onesies or twosies in the energy and the energy is always very interesting because that's a lot of private involved and the government does. We don't have like a national oil company or tend to like a national oil policy per se. It's a lot of it's private driven. We just give land and hope that oil companies do it. But like one of the bipartisan aspects of this, and look at the the, the, the anti-China basically committee in Congress. It's probably the most bipartisan committee out there. But but you're arguing that because Biden's policies haven't changed all that much, that that shows that he's not corrupted by China. Most of this money was given to Biden prior to him becoming president of the United States. It's completely irrelevant. It's buying influence. But that influence didn't get you anywhere. That's what my argument is, right? Because if it's a quid pro quo, where's the quo? Where's the like? That's the like. If, if let's say if if Joe Biden would come out and and completely undermine our our, our China policy with related to Taiwan, okay, then we can have an argument. Wait a minute, is this guy beholden to to China's influence? I mean, I think the whole Russia gate. One of it is like, well, why is Trump always praising Putin? Biden. Has, does not praise Xi Jinping. And, and I think, and, and again, we had China and Taiwan policy debates in this space consistently. And, and this is something with Mario that always comes back as like, wow, I'm like, if China invades Taiwan, I've always said it, like Biden has stated specifically, we will go to war. Like it would be World War Three at that point, or at least a major Pacific war. Like, Let's look at the the amount of money U.S. military deployment to Taiwan. I mean, like it's massive. Do you, do you, do you uh, if you if you don't mind, I can quote uh, really quickly Peter Schweitzer, who's done far more research into this subject than pretty much anybody I know. Um, one thing that he argues, and I just want to quote him really quick: um, When Biden came into office, uh, eighteen months into it, he says that the, that the United States has had a retreat by a thousand small t- steps when it comes to American policy towards China. Um, basically, you now have the administration saying that it's okay for Americans to own shares in companies that are blacklisted Chinese military-linked companies. You have them get rid of the China Initiative as the Department of Justice to crack down on Chinese acquisition of American technology. You have them getting rid of tariffs on solar panels. China, of course, produces 80% in the world. You have them talking about getting rid of tariffs in general in China. You can look at their uh, treatment of the company Huawei and TikTok, uh, and he says he can go on and on. The bottom line, the most stunning thing is all of those retreats by the Biden administration of China, they received zero concessions in return. These were all giveaways to, uh, to Beijing. So uh, it, so I, I'm just giving you up like his research and his perspective on it. I, so that's why I found your comment about Taiwan interesting. It is, uh, it is a counterfactual. Um, until the bullets fly, you know, I, I don't know how serious we are about it. I hope it, the bullets don't fly, obviously. Um, but it is something worth keeping an eye on because China, that would be one of China's biggest policy goals is to keep the U.S. from defending Taiwan. So I agree with you on that point. Kyle, Kyle I'm getting um, – I'm just about to tweet something. And uh, uh, tell me if, if you agree with my statement now. I feel like in the U.S. and other countries, whenever a 
a, a, a political party, one of their candidates being targeted, they call it a witch hunt. And it's happening mm-hmm. everywhere. The problem mm-hmm. is, in some cases, it is politically motivated. But what happens is they call everything witch hunt. Like, you know, some people I'm sure will call this Biden thing a witch hunt. Others will call the tr- every Trump investigation a witch hunt. Uh, and the list goes on. I'm sure it happened during Clinton, etc. How how can how can we differentiate when an investigation is when Maybe should we there trust the witches, legal system right? and when should when is it when is it politically motivated? Um, you know, I, I think that's an interesting question. I think that what you have to do is, uh, you know, I, I just you know try to be as concrete as and as possible. So if you could tune out all the noise and just go, you know list A B C D E like fact pattern like. You know, like this isn't a lot of case what you see in the, you know, lawyers do this, right? You look at the fact pattern and, you know, if you, if you have bank records, you have White House logs, you have text, you have emails. If you have something that you could put down on a table and say, this is indisputable, this is what it is, this is where it comes from. And almost like you're submitting evidence in a trial, right? And it has to be accepted as evidence because it's valid and it's verified. And then we can argue about it. Um, it's, you know, the, the thing about the witch hunt is, you know, all of this hyperbole, you know, we it's, it's getting just to be noise. And, uh, you know, so so I think that when, when I write tweets or whatever, you know, sometimes I write opinion and it's clear opinion. Other times you just want the facts that everybody can agree on, right? <laughs> you just want the indisputable facts. X, Y, Z happened, you know? So, you know, you can't so, so call that, something I, a witch I'll hunt expand. if it's verified. If it's verified, it's valid, it's not a witch hunt. I'll expand my question. I mean, when, also, when should we trust? Time, we one, know that hold on, Dad, you know, this I has think been Dad going on for a long people. time. And you really uh, honest. Dan, can you down. hear Mario's talking? No, no, it's okay. He can't. He can't. I just brought him down and back up. Uh, so, so my question to you, Carl, now I'll ask uh, Brian on the other side of the aisle the same question is, then when should we trust the legal system? When should we go through legal process and, and just accept those decisions? And because if we start poking holes at it, it's not saying it's politically motivated. The the, the just the legal system is is flawed. It's corrupt, etc. By the way, Kim, you you you're, you're having mic issues. So it's just a lot of background noise on your end. Keeps unmuting. Uh, just a heads up. Maybe you're, you're, it's in your pocket. Uh, but just go back to the question, because uh, what I'm seeing right now is on both sides of the aisle as well, um, especially on the Republican side, because there's been a lot of targets towards Trump. Is that there's been um, constant attacks towards the U.S. legal system. And me and Slamman went back and forth because it is warranted in many cases. We saw the Bragg investigation into Trump, for example. That seemed politically motivated. But then if we keep hitting, to the, you know, if we keep criticizing the legal system and being corrupt um, and destroying the trust in the legal system, I'm worried the outcome, while the, 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 the intention is, is, is positive, like the intention is good, it's being done with good intentions. The outcome could be worse. It could lead to something worse, which is a breakdown of the legal system. That's a concern that I'm seeing. And again, it's being politicized by both sides. What do you think, uh, Kyle and then Brian? Because, well, I think I think what happens is you have a domino effect, and you just have a retaliation. It gets in. It gets almost. You know, it reminds me of international relations. That's where it kind of gets. It, it reminds me of where you have um, tit for tat, right? So you have almost two sides 
that are divided in this country, it's almost like it's not a unified country anymore. We're getting into almost like an international relations, like anarchy situation, and people might be familiar with that, where you just have two sides in a dispute and they're just tit-tat, tit-tat. This can be a prelude to some kind of uh, separation or some kind of um, schism. I I don't want to use the civil war term because God forbid, but uh, this is what you see in a lot of countries, uh, uh, you know, like the ancient Greeks it reminds me of like stasis where we can't talk to each other anymore. We don't talk the same language. We don't share the same values. We don't have the same trust in the institutions that that we, you know, had faith to sort of these are all in political science. These are means short of war. So the legal system is a means of settling disputes short of war. Election, elections are a means of settling disputes short of war. But they only work up to the point where they aren't weaponized by one side against the other. And then people believe in these institutions as being the final arbiter of our of disputes. And then we all do what you said, like we throw up our hands and like, well, you know, each side argued their case and we had due process. And, you know, that, that's that's the way that it, the outcome came and we have to accept it. Um, it, but you're right. The way these institutions have been, you know, politically motivated prosecutions, you know, regardless of, of the, the parties involved um, can have a, have a really dangerous uh, ripple effects throughout our country and you know i live in texas <laughs> you know trust me there's no shortage of texas should just be its own country talk um so i hope it doesn't come oh, to that. That, that that's a common narrative in texas now no 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 it's not common don't you oh, know it's kind right, of, you know, jesus they, they teach texas history in the schools you know i'm just saying you know uh it used to be its own country and you know they kind of play it up and everything i'm i'm, I'm not trying to suggest there's secession talk and I, you know god forbid but you know uh you know so so basically that's just a, i think you're 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 exactly right you're spot on i i worry about collapse of trust in our institutions too because elections the legal system uh the media journalism right standard media and i hope twitter continues in the direction it's going um you know places like yours a forum where we can argue and debate in hopefully productive ways is a good way to try to at least try, attempt to productively solve these institutional crises um, because, uh, you know, our country will fall apart if we don't mend these institutions. Um, yeah, so. so Brian, is like we're in a position now where if we don't act, the system's corrupt. I think we all agree the system's corrupt. How corrupt is it? That's why we disagree. But if we don't act, and and if, if if people are not vocal about the if, uh, different forms of corruption, that corruption could only get worse. But at the same time, if we're too vocal, then we don't know what is corrupt, what is not corrupt. We start politicizing the narrative. Like, okay, the system's corrupt. Everyone thinks it's corrupt. Let me use that to my advantage to advance my own agendas. When as that starts to happen, um, uh, my question goes to you the same way. Is okay, same question I ask Kyle. It, the breakdown of the system itself. So the, the, the intention is good. The outcome ends up to be a lot worse than the status quo we have today. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think there's, there's some truth in that a judge could be partial or slightly biased, that a prosecutor could be biased. I, I think that prosecutors, uh, the way they prosecute in different areas uh, definitely does uh, differ, right? But the American legal system is so strong and for the most part, pretty damn fair because there's so many layers of protection. You have, first you have the prosecutor. So a prosecutor, a career prosecutor, they they know the legal system. Typically, 
they're going to follow what the law says. And sure, they're going to have biases to some extent. But after the prosecutor, you're going to have you're going to have a judge and judges are known to be impartial. That doesn't mean every judge is doesn't have their own biases. And then you have a jury, which both the defense, the prosecution, they get to select. So I, I think that I, I think that it's it's not fair to say that the American justice system is perfect, but it is fair to say that it is one of the most perfect on the planet. And there's going to be people that are going to say say that all these people are biased and that's why Trump got indicted. And if he got convicted, it's going to be the jury and the judge's fault. But overall, I, I don't I don't think that is the case. And I also feel that the right is definitely leaning more in that direction right now, at least when it comes to politics and and people of power getting indicted than the left is. I think the left leans more on that when it comes to racial issues. Uh, like if, if an African-American is is prosecuted for something or, or a cop is prosecuted yeah, but for the death on, of the left. Go ahead, Nicholas. Multiple people on Trump's orbit were charged with Farah violations. Now, here you have Hunter Biden and Biden family that aren't registered as foreign agents doing the same exact thing. We have multiple Democrats that have done the same exact thing. Not a single one has been charged with a Farah violation. So to sit there and say that the judiciary it hasn't been implicated, it isn't biased, is just completely false. There's I'm no just, laws. Just a question there, for you, real quick. Okay. Just a real quick question. You, you were one of the people that said Michael, you called Michael Flynn a three-star American general, uh, a traitor. You said Michael Flynn committed treason. Knowing what we now know with Judge Emmett Sullivan, who went rogue just like Bragg. They had no evidence. It came out that they literally, it was embarrassing the prosecution they had. He was taking calls necessary to the incoming administration of what his job was. Do you think Judge Emmett Sullivan was a rogue prosecutor or was that a fair trial? Uh, man, that was so long ago. Uh, Michael Flynn, he lied to the vice president. So I, I, I think that that's bordering on treason if he's working in the administration and he's lying to the vice president. Uh, Judge Sullivan, I, I don't I mean, I don't I don't recall that case as well as I probably should. But you called a three star general a traitor to the United States. Well, I mean, you, he also lied to the vice president of the United States. So that makes him a traitor. I mean, I, I don't you know. know if that I, I probably when did I say that like six years ago? Maybe it maybe I was embellishing things a little bit. But but I, I think that lying to the vice president is up there with some of the some of the worst things you can do as an American citizen. Especially right, but when you're working within lie. the White House. It came out that he didn't lie. Not only did he not lie to the vice president, but he didn't lie to the FBI either. He didn't know. He, wait, he wait. Was he, his, he was fired for lying. They fired him for lying. They fired him because he didn't explicitly disclose the call. And they, and Pence knew the road that was going to be that was gone down. He was completely forthright with the FBI. He gave them all information they possibly needed. They even said in their own 302s that I don't think he's lying. But people came out and called this guy a traitor. Federal government refused to prosecute the case. And Judge Emmett Sullivan took it upon himself, a lot like Bragg, to go out and become a rogue prosecutor. So to say like that this is we're going down a path of people questioning the integrity of our institutions, particularly the judicial system. We are so far beyond that. We are years and years beyond that. People have been watching this since the since the Flynn case, since the Russia investigation watching all of this made up nonsense on a daily basis on television and people like you just promulgating this and saying, wow, that 
this, these institutions have failed. So I don't think it's a case of we're going there. I think we're already there. Uh, and if, I can also remind you that uh, Flynn also pled guilty to lying to federal agents as well. Uh, so, I, I mean, you have that as, as well. At the behest of, the, I mean, the the behest of, of representation that was not in his best interest once he changed representation. But, I mean, yeah, but, but you have all these excuses. I, Let, I, let's I, I be mean, honest. He, the he's free to make his own decisions. I'm sorry, I didn't I mean, hear you. I don't want to derail. I just had that one question. Let's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not that relevant to the point. But so basically, Brian, go, coming back to your point um, about the judiciary, I know you're saying it's almost perfect. The problem is, it's clearly not. And if you look at the argument from both sides, they both say it's not, but they just disagree on what. So, for example, as you said, the left say it's not fair based on certain racial indicators, maybe certain feminist ideas, whatever it may be, but there's not a bias, there is not a fair judicial system. And then similarly, people on the right are saying that basically the judiciary is there to attack the right and to attack the conservatives. And essentially we saw that in the Trump case. So when you put that together, it's quite clear, like not clear, but from their perspectives alone, you put that together and it seems like there's highly, there's significant issues when it comes to the judiciary. All right, so Simon, that, that, okay, that was a silly, broad, vague comment while you suck up to Kim, I swear. That was just such a vague comment. Oh, the left say there's these cultural, ethnic, ethnical reasons that it's not perfect, but everyone says it's perfect, but it's not perfect. And then the right say it's targeting the right because at, at, at points A, B, C, and it's not perfect. Yes, both sides agree it's not perfect. Brian didn't say it's perfect. Anyone that says it's perfect is an idiot. It's far from perfect. It's far from perfect. It's definitely biased. It's definitely imperfect. He said it's one of the best in the world. Um, but I don't know if it is. I mean, but if you have, UK. well, the UK way, could be better. But that doesn't. It's Suleiman, better. It's better than than some. Go ahead, Kim. In Suleiman's defense, the only one of who's course. sucking up to me is is you, Mario. You keep sending me messages begging me to come on your spaces. Shut the fuck up. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Let's see the begging. Let me read out. No, no, no. He wants to test me out. Let's see. Let's see. Now, see, he's he's sticking up for you because you sucked up with him. This is Kim's strategy. You suck up. You suck up to Sig. You suck up to Kim, and then you got Kim's backing, and Kim's good speaker. Let's go through. Are you doing a space about the coma release of new evidence against the Biden at 9 a.m.? I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Let me check because I had no idea that was today. And then I'm like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, cool. Love you, Mario. I'm like, yeah, love you too, Kim. Hold on, let me continue reading the message. I get him. Love you, Mario. And then love you too, Kim. Have a good night. You too, Mario. Love you, my nephew. I have it right here. It says, love you, the big lover. But to go back to. I understand why you have people like Brian in your space. You love to lie. Okay, so so going back to the point though, Simon, do you have any. So you said the UK is better. All right, cool. That doesn't make the US judicial system. Complete rubbish. Now I have concerns with it. I but I would love a lawyer to explain your, it. But your, your just, well, definitely not the shit you said. I just what's think like concern? the, the well, I'm about to answer it. You asked it four times. You want me to answer it? Or you want to ask it a fifth time? The concern, like for example, the burden and proof that was discussing again, my legal knowledge is limited, so that's why I don't pretend to know shit like you do just now. But when you talked about the um, the, the the case we talked about Trump and the allegations against that woman. It's just, it just, it, 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 I don't have a solution for it, but it just seemed that the burden of proof was very weak for such serious allegations. Um, for that one, for example, is something that could be resolved. Another one would be the, the political bias. So Trump, when someone that, that has the clout that Trump has um, and has that many supporters and that many people that hate him as well, 
there's going to be political uh, political bias within uh, within within the jury, and that is a problem. But then the the, the question is, what is the solution? That, is because that, that bias that, will be in every that, state. Stop that, stop that. Do you just do you want to just re read back what you said? Just hear back what you said to your brain. I'll summarize it for you. You're essentially saying that the judiciary is politically biased, correct? Yeah. What a revelation, man. Yeah. Shit. Why is that a revelation? The judiciary should It's not never... a revelation. It's not. I'm just making fun of you. Bro, no, no. So this is the problem. You see, you've accepted this behavior and behavior and you think it's acceptable. It should never be a scenario where the judiciary is politically biased. The judiciary should be a separate branch where you get justice irrespective I of agree. I agree. Interest. Okay. But that's okay, a major bro, issue, bro. Like, that's the... I know that it was, is a major issue. I know it is a major issue. I'm just... I'm just... Okay, see, what I've made a... I'm glad... Bro. Thank you so much. That Thank you. I appreciate it. You just point. made my you just made my point. At least I made a concrete point about an issue within a judicial system. Okay, it's a concrete point. point. Now, what's the solution? Okay, I'm glad I proved your point because your point was very vague about the about it not being perfect. I, I understand it's not perfect. perfect. But the, the argument, the counter argument that I'm making is that I think it also, and this is where Kim would strongly disagree because I've heard we've had I've heard him discuss this before in this space. But the, we can, we cannot. This doesn't mean the legal system is. Like the level of corruption matters. This is human bias. What is the solution? We don't know. I'm sure you don't have a solution. I don't have a solution when it comes to political bias yeah, when I, humans I are making decisions. So, of course you do. So, for the US, you should not have a scenario where basically the prosecutor is basically funded or designated by a political party. You should not have it where the ju judiciary is. You shouldn't have a judge appointed by either political party. I think that would be an ex a starting point. That's a fair point. Okay, that's a fair point. I think anything else, like, the, 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 I think systematic uh, improvements could be made. But at the same time, my concern, and kind of my concern is not what you said today, because I know where it came from. My concern is that painting the US judicial system as a, as a system so corrupt and so flawed, and some people may compare it to third world countries, you haven't seen the legal system in those third world countries. Like, I, it I've is atrocious. Them. I've seen them, but when they're basically going after the political opposition, example Trump, now you're basically almost going down the line, which a lot of these third world countries are. I told you, like, if 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 you if you want to compare to third world countries, Trump wouldn't even be on TV right now. He would have been in jail many many years ago. Like the the the, the amount of corruption in yeah, those yeah, countries is they, crazy. They just took a bit longer to try and get him there. He's not there. I don't know if, if we're to try we, we are in the future. There, I said Mario. Mario, let me anyway, give you so. a quick let me give you a very quick example of how Biden is gaming the DOJ and uh, the judiciary to get what he wants for his uh, donors. In my case, he appointed his personal lawyer to be a U.S. attorney who then brought the charges against me, novel charges that were never happened before, a new criminal copyright case, an example of how Biden is gaming the DOJ and uh, the judiciary to get what he wants for his uh, donors. In my case, he appointed his personal lawyer to be a U.S. attorney who then brought the charges against me, novel charges that were never happened before, a new criminal copyright case that they have invented. And then the judge that they picked was a judge who uh, was representing Disney when he was still a lawyer and uh, had Disney as their biggest client. And then it turned out that that same judge was a shareholder in Disney while acting on my case and not making that a disclosure. So he had to recuse himself from my case. That is how corrupt Biden is and getting things done for his donors. Pure corruption.
Uh, Justin? Hey, good morning, all. Yeah, it, it's uh, 8 a.m. here on the West Coast. But look, Justin, why the, the, Justin, I have a question for you. Why, every, time you, every time you take the mic, for some reason, you want to tell us the time where you're at. I, you know what? I, I, I think it's a habit. Much I, the I, I've, I've been doing <laughs> so like, many radio shows radio that shows, I think it's. I know, man. Yeah, I think it's just in my brain now. Like, that's, that's good feedback. Well, no, but look, the, the, the corruption that we've seen in the judiciary is nothing new. I mean, you can go back to the 1920s with the teapot dome scandals. You had uh, Operation uh, Greylord in the 80s, Ab Scam in the 80s. Uh, 20 years ago, you had the Kids for Cash scandal. We're talking about major corruption across the judiciary. Um, you know, and, and that, that, that in the 1800s, you've got uh, the Dred Scott decision, the impeachment of Samuel Chase. So controversy in the judicial is nothing new. I think it's being amplified because we have these forums, right? And so we're paying attention to this a lot. But look, you know, from my perspective, it's the left that is trying to further corrupt the judicial system. As you look into, for example, how they want to pack the courts, like this is something that they've been trying to do since Roosevelt, since Woodrow Wilson, which is if we could just get 20, like Roosevelt, he, he basically, I think it was like he wanted 24 to 27 different justices on the Supreme Court. Of course, that means he would have appointed two thirds of them and they would have passed anything he wanted. And, and you know, what happened back then, and this is a mirror because we're going to be going into a big depression here, as we did in the 1920s, is after the depression, they created what was called the WPA, that is the Works Progress Administration. And this was a massive conflation of the executive branch and the judicious branch. And they basically just tried to create this massive uh, amount of work for Americans. And then they also had this thing called the Blue Eagle Program. And if, you, if your company wasn't on board, they literally had goons under these administrations, under Wilson, under Roosevelt, that would come and beat up your store if you didn't put up a blue eagle symbol above your store showing that you would only hire under the guise of the WPA. I mean, it, if you see the posters, just Google WPA government propaganda posters. It will blow your mind what we went through there. And we could absolutely go through that again. So just that, that's the stuff I'm concerned about is court packing from the left and what that means so, so in a post-depression so, so when you when you say it's from the left, I, I want to dig into this a bit further and, and about the reasons for for that. Um, I'll give you examples of different. I, I looked into the three most notable examples of of corruption in the judiciary system in the U.S. One of them is Operational Grey Lord, was a federal investigation into corruptions in Illinois court system. That was back in the 80s. 15 judges and 48 lawyers and other court personnel um, were were charged with bribery, tax evasion, and perjury. There's another one. Kids for Cash, that was in 2011. Two judges in Pennsylvania who received kickbacks for sentencing children to private juvenile detention centers. And, and I'm going to end this point and move back to, to what we do, the, the revelations today regarding Joe and Hunter Biden, the Biden family, because there's some serious points there. I want to kind of summarize them for the audience. But to kind of conclude this point, Operation Lost Trust was a federal investigation of corruption in South Carolina in the 80s again. So these are the three most notable ones over the last few decades, and that included 28 legislators, lobbyists, and other officials. Now, in those three investigations, I looked into it a bit further, and it's, it's judges and, and, uh, uh, and officials from both sides of the aisle. So then I started looking into it, and me and Slaman have had those discussions privately behind the scenes, like, why is it the left now? And Slaman 
he made a point in those discussions. Like the left now has more influence, has more people in power. And Suleiman also made the point after. He's like, Mario, if the power shifts, I expect the same thing from the right. If that power shifts to the right, if there's any more power on either side of the aisle, either one will abuse their power. And right now what we're seeing is the left has that influence predominantly within social media but also other aspects of our community but if that sh the pendulum shifts we'll see the same thing so the issue is while it is partisan now long term it is systemic and that's the way to solve it changing the system slamming you gave two examples earlier of things we could do to change it so i'd love your quick thoughts on this justin and then i want to bring it back and kind of summarize the revelation we have today regarding the allegations against yeah the, i'll the give Biden you an, another another quick example so those of you know me know i have a lawsuit against the government i have a lawsuit against president biden against vivek murthy this is all around COVID stuff and the censorship that they put against me um that court uh so basically i, I filed that here in san diego uh, but there basically is this, this sort of court shopping. This is a perfect encapsulation of the issues that we have in the judicial system. So the Twitter and Facebook and the other companies vied for to get that court case up to the northern court of California, which is much more liberal, much more to their liking. So it got it up there and it got assigned to Justice Breyer. No, not SCOTUS Justice Breyer, but his brother there on that court. So just yesterday, actually, we, we were all set to have my first in-person court case. I was going to do it over Zoom on Friday. So Judge Breyer issued uh, a, an opinion denying my Rule 15 motion to amend my complaint, which was based on all the Twitter files, right? And there's no reason he should have do, done that. There's absolutely, I mean, my, my lawyers are dumbfounded about this. And so now I have to go to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And it's basically, there's this thing called, uh, you know, court shopping, where basically you, you, you have a case, you want to put it into a, a place that's going to be very welcoming to you historically. And, and so we have this issue where it's a luck of the draw if you happen to get Justice Breyer's brother as my main justice. My chances of getting justice go down dramatically. So there's a perfect example for you, very personal to me. Sorry, Paul, jump in and then I've got a question linking you back to the, to the uh, revelations today relating to the Biden family. Sure, Mario. <clears throat> and that's a perfect segue. I, I wanted to get back to the Biden bombshells from today. Yeah, and it got, uh, going back to the bombshells, uh, Paul, my, yeah. my question, can you give us just an overview again? What are the main bombshells here? I've got a few of them written down. Well, uh, just I to summarize best, it again for the audience. Right. I think the best way to kind of uh, approach this, especially if we have any Biden supporters in this room, is just to ask them, you know, what do you think the, the payments from Romania and China to the Biden family were for? That's my question. Uh, who's that question for? So can you can you repeat your question, Paul? My question, I think Brian's a very strong Biden supporter, Democrat. So him or any other of the Biden supporters here, what do you think that the payments from Romania or, or China to the Biden family were for? Is it so? So, Brian, can we make the argument that this isn't corruption? So I, I, I can. So that's something, Paul, and I appreciate, you know, I think that's something that I talked about earlier, right? And I, I, the Romania is kind of interesting. I, I'm not tracking that. I mean, U.S. policy to Romania, if anything, has just been like, at least from a foreign policy point of view, it's just, you know, again, but this has been happening since the Russia's invasion to Ukraine in 2014, an increase in military presence in, in Romania, right? So it's kind of interesting. I'd have to look in a little bit more because Biden, as vice president, was kind of in charge of Eastern Europe, uh, account, you know, this notion of countering Russia's influence in Eastern Europe. But, it, you know, the China aspect, and I think part of this gets to your point of corruption. I mean, 
that's something I've said multiple times. I find it very interesting. And I think even some here kind of acknowledge is that Biden is, you know, from, from policy point of view, and I'll, I'll repeat it again. I mean, he broke five decades of U.S. policy regarding Taiwan in which we kind of had this ambiguity of a military intervention of China invades Taiwan. It was kind of an unwritten rule. And Biden three times has come out publicly and stated, I will get involved. Like, I will direct U.S. military forces to China. We could kind of go on some of the, the granular details of maybe, you know, he's been less hawkish or more hawkish. But I think one of the, the, the most bipartisan issues, both Republican, Democrat, Trump and Biden administration has been this hawkish approach against China and acknowledging China is our competitor and our strategic rival. And Biden has continued it and, and shown to be extremely hawkish in that aspect, breaking decades of 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 U.S. policy. I think, you know, Trump was the first one, obviously, to be a lot more hawkish on China than previous administrations. But Biden has continued it and, and if anything, been more. I, I find that very interesting because to, to say what did China gain with these payments, I would love to kind of hear specific, like a big detail to give it because the Taiwan to me is like massive. No, Taiwan Taiwan is massive. Like the, the, the narrative is something that is is more for optics. It's not policy. Policy is things happening in the back end. And I haven't looked into it. So I'm not sure if you looked into policy. But also, if you're going to keep using that narrative, like, hey, we're going to go, go to war with Taiwan, um, I don't think that's the best example. So, so I, mean, I, I, I mean, in an email to Gong Wang Dong, Hunter Biden says himself he's going to get paid $10 million a year based on introductions alone. The chairman changed that deal after we met in Miami to a much more lasting and lucrative agreement. They created a holding company, 50% owned by me and 50% owned by him. It's, de it's debatable who the chairman is, but consulting fees, in in and consulting fees, introductions, and influence. I mean, he, he stated it multiple times that that's that that's his portfolio arrangement. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I mean, I'm assuming that most of the jobs he did was consulting. He was a Yale graduate, law Yale law graduate. People value his judgment. I think his name definitely was valued, and it doesn't have to be valued because he was going to convince his father to do something that he shouldn't have done. But just having an association with the son of the president helps a company immensely. That's a bragging right. You can say that you're being consulted by 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 Hunter Biden. So, but Brian, so just one question: I If Joe Biden, that, just one question for you, and I'll stop. Yeah, yeah. If Joe Biden is not in office, does Hunter Biden have a business? Does Jim Biden have a business without Joe Biden being in office? Whether he's in Congress, in the Senate, or vice president or president, do they have any of these businesses? Well, 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 most of these deals were made when Joe Biden wasn't in office. But 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 to answer that question, I would say I would say yes, because these deals took place when Biden was not in office. Do I think that they got these deals because of their name recognition? Absolutely. And and I, I think it's you can definitely argue the morals of it. But just on the face of it, you can't say this is criminal activity or Joe Biden was providing something hey, in Brian, exchange for his son getting a job. Brian, if this was reversed yeah. and if this was if, if this was no, 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 Trump no, Jr. Who did it, yeah, go ahead. What, what would you be what would you be saying? Well, well, I I mean, Trump Jr. was traveling the world making money for uh, beyond his. Come on, you you you'd be lambasting. Well, you no, did, so, so okay, I, fine. I um, uh, let me ask a, let me ask that question in a, in a broader way. Um, so if if Hunter Biden um, got deals using the Biden name, just the fact that he's Joe Biden's son. Is that fair? Yes or no? Briefly. 
And then I've got is it is it Chelsea. fair? I, I don't think it's fair. Not fair. Sorry, sorry. Fair. Is it should it penalize be penalized for it? Should it be legal? I don't I don't I don't know. You know, it's a good question, and I think that's Mario. That it is legal. That's the issue, though. That's yeah, yeah I know exactly. I, I, yeah, okay, so because that was an easy one. And then sh- if Trump's son, let's say Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump, got a deal just because they have Trump in their last name, is that um, uh, is that legal? And should it so be it's, it's that's the issue, right? That, that, that's the conversation that we're having. This is the least – if this is the conversation we're having, this is the, that, that leads to my next question. Charles, what is the one thing out of the revelations today? What would you say is the most major that you heard today, Charles? I don't think there's anything that – I don't think there's anything that people that have been paying largely attention to this have been revealed. It's more just the legitimizing of what we've had concerns about and hopefully something is going to be done. That, that's the okay, reality. so which 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 concern is uh, was legitimized today, and that you consider the most concerning? Because I want to really address the one CEFC, key point: the, the relationship with CEFC, the Biden family getting payments from Chinese literal Chinese spies, Yu Jianming, Hunter Biden working with Patrick Ho, and actually putting documentation pen to paper and basically news coverage. We haven't we've been you know this has been kept out. You know, they call this Russian disinformation for the past two years. Uh, moving, moving away. So that one we agree. I think that the way that was censored is not right. So so they received money from who exactly? These these Chinese spies. Can you elaborate on it a bit further? Either yourself, Charles, or someone else? I mean, Yi Jinping was working with him. Patrick Ho was working with him. And as we said before, Patrick Ho has been convicted for bribing African officials, multi, multiple national officials. But I would maybe go to Kim when I see his hand up. Kim? Yeah, I just want to correct uh, one thing that Brian said real quick. It's just one more of his many, many lies that he's spreading in your spaces. He said that uh, they didn't receive any money while Biden was in office. And Coma made that clear today in his I didn't conference. say that, Kim. I did yes, not say just, that. Everybody just heard you say that. I did not say that, Kim. Everybody just heard you say that, Brian. Everybody heard you say that. All right. So, so I think uh, – so, Brian, what, do, what did you say again? And then what I like, said was that that most of these deals that were being made were when Biden was out of office. And that is the truth. Okay, that's so not a lie. I'm not spreading okay. lies, Kim. OK, so that's bullshit. Comer today in his press conferences made clear that these payments took place when Biden was still vice president. So for Brian most to come the deal, the question, this Kim, bullshit the question is just to me another was, case, another example once again of him coming here and trying to whitewash this criminal behavior. Is that exactly what you're, you're trying to spread misinformation yourself? This is the question I was asked. I was asked if it would be – if Biden, if Hunter got these jobs – because his father was in office. And what I said was most of the deals were done when he was out of office. Therefore, I think that it's fair to say that they took place not because his father was in office. That's what I said. And that is true. But did he, yeah, did he get paid when his father was in office? I think you listened to yes. his press conference, right? And he said, that Joe Biden was vice president when most of these deals took place. All he the payments most from Romania, all the payments from Romania came while Joe Biden was vice president in charge of Romania. All the payments from Ukraine came when Joe Biden was vice president in charge of Ukraine. So shut the fuck up, Brian. You're full of shit and you are lying. I think so if you guys him, meet face to face, you guys are lying. Are lying. 
It can. So, Mario, I think the, the, the Romania aspect. Ukraine and Romania did oh, not no, come when Biden was in office. The Ukrainian payments were out when Biden was out of office. So don't tell me to shut the f up and and that I'm full of shit because you're you're literally peddling lies trying to discredit me. You're so, lying. It was so, all in the press conference today. So, we all listened to the same thing. And you show are, me show me the clip where they said it. that all the payments from Ukraine were were when Biden were in office. Uh, I'll get a lot censored censored man. Yes, censored man. You've you've clipped the whole video, so maybe you can find that clip, censored man, and then send it through to me, and I can forward it to both Brian and Kim. While censored man is doing that, Slamman, I've got a question for you. What do you find most concerning? You've covered it all in a thread that you nicely tweeted on my account, probably full of <laughs> false things, false facts. But uh, what would be what what would you be your, the most concerning part of the of the press conference today that you heard, Slamman? I mean, I mean, from today, probably not as much. But when you combine it with what happened last time, and basically you've got a scenario where the vice president of the United States is clearly getting these. That I mean, you can blag it how much you want. I get people need to go onto their. Position. No, no, let's go. Let's. Go, no, sorry, I'll, I'll give you the mic. Sorry, I don't. No, just one example. I want to dig into one. I really want to go deep. Let into me one. give you one example, ahead, uh, Mario. When uh, Joe Biden was vice president, he traveled to Ukraine. And he put, um, uh, you know, a, a threat on the then Ukrainian po uh, President Poroshenko and said, if you don't fire the prosecutor that is investigating Burisma, where the, his son was working, then you're not going to get USAID worth $1 billion. We're going to cancel it. And he was bragging about that at, uh, at a news conference. So, you know, for Brian to, to come here and say these payments did not take place while Biden was active as vice president. I did not say that, Kim. You're putting words yeah, in my mouth. Did. I said most of uh, the election. So, so all, look, there's, all, there's all, thousands all, of people in the Kim, state. Kim, just, Kim, you're just so guys, guys, lying guys, about guys, me. They could all hurt here, guys. Yeah, what you were saying. I feel like if you guys, if you guys ever meet face to face, you guys are like the, some of the nicest people I know. It's crazy. The audience now thinks you guys will kill each other. Guys, they'll hug like two little kids. I know them both personally. I'll hug them. Yeah, Kim will not say that now, but I know he will as well. Also, question for you, just on not the the example that Kim gave, Joe when Joe Biden was vice president, traveled to Ukraine, and then he threatened the then president and said, "If uh, I'm going to paraphrase what Kim said, if you don't fire the person investigating Burisma, we will cancel aid to Ukraine." Um, is there more context on your end? Also, have you looked into this? Yes, at all? yeah. So, so the the specific prosecutor general, right? The, the the so let's make this clear. I think when we're talking about this specific, because this so one just sorry, just also yeah. the reason I'm digging into this. This one sounds significantly more serious mm -hmm. than hey, uh, Biden has right. Biden in their the name or Trump has Trump was, in their name. And this is the whole Lev Parvas. Like, can he's come and he's kind of talked about this extensively with his time when Giuliani. So, but but the the, the 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 issue with that argument is. The implication is fire this guy because he's investigating Burisma. That is not why he was fired or why the, this wasn't a Biden, Vice President Biden policy. This was not only an Obama administration policy, a U.S. policy. It was a European Union policy and it was the International Monetary Fund policy. It was a widespread policy around the West against this attorney general because this specific attorney general was highly corrupt. And he was not investigating under the Poroshenko uh, government. He would not investigate corruption. And so the idea was if the Ukraine wants to be and receive Western aid, you need to fire this guy because he's not prosecuting any corrupt officials 
within Ukraine. So this wasn't a Biden. This was Obama, U.S., EU, IMF, across the board, Western policy. And that's important context and information to that. As right. Well. That was the so, narrative. That's not what Shokin said. That, that's not what Shokin yeah, said. that's the narrative. That's exactly right. And uh, it's not confirmed by any evidence. The evidence is that Joe Biden was vice president when he made these threats and that during that same time, Hunter Biden received money from Burisma, the company that was investigated by that attorney general. Uh, none of this other stuff is relevant. And Victor, so Shoshu keep in mind, was, he came out personally and refuted that. I mean, he, he gave an interview where he said he was fired because of investigations of Burisma. Now, Lev Parnas has come out and said, oh, I have audio evidence. I have secret secret recordings, by the way who's currently under investigation. I don't know why he would come into these spaces and make any allegations like that. But he said, oh, this, the, the testimony that Shokin gave, actually, that's false testimony. I have secret recordings where Giuliani was pressuring him to say that. And maybe in the future, that'll come out, you know, in testimony. In front so, of Congress. so, Charles, do we have so really? So I'm just getting just quick question to you, Charles. What evidence do we have? So so again, paraphrase, if you don't fire the person investigating Burisma, we, we will cancel the aid. So what evidence do we have on this? Both sides of the argument. What evidence? Or mainly what evidence do we have to prove this? What has been shared so far? Charles? Well, there's a, Mario, there's another okay. piece of evidence that I think is quite important in the context of the firing of that prosecutor. There's also a leaked audio that uh, the Russian intelligence agencies have uh, recorded about Joe Biden having a call when he was still vice president with former President Poroshenko. And he threatened his economic and physical security unless they cover up uh, the private bank payments that were made uh, to Hunter Biden. So this is something that you can find on Rumble. Anyone who's in here can find this, a recording of Biden and Poroshenko. Just search for it. And all of that ties together to these corrupt payments that were made to Hunter Biden while Joe Biden was vice president and uh, uh, providing favors to Burisma. So the, I just I so I gotta the, jump the issue off. Of, so maybe Patrick bring Patrick up. He's spoken well on that. See you guys later. So so Shokin, Victor Shokin, that it, it is well documented in uh, cross press reportings when this all occurred. The EU the EU despised him. Like this was not a like people say it's a narrative. There's well documented reporting on this when this all occurred. This guy was widely despised in, in across the West. Because of the notion that Victor Shokin was just in a, a corrupt, anti-corruption official. I mean, this isn't like Biden woke up one day that said, oh, they're investigating Burisma. Let me fire. The problem with Victor Shokin is he wasn't investigating anybody because of corruption. And the West was giving money. This was a Western policy of unison between the European Union and the U.S. And it's well reported on this. This isn't. Yeah, but it was not specifically against Victor Shokin. It was the general corruption in Ukraine amongst the entire political class. Well, right. So don't just, make this, don't just make this about this one guy. The person who made the threat against that prosecutor to be removed was Joe Biden. And he did it in the context of his son being on the board of Burisma, a company that this prosecutor was investigating. But why so was Biden the one who did facts, it? These facts by itself look extremely sus suspicious. And anyone who argues against this by saying, yeah, but the EU was also not happy with this prosecutor is missing the point. Right, there's but additional Biden... context to that. So and also, I put, I put the evidence of this inside of the, the link.
I put the so, evidence of this inside of the thread. This is actually a um, government document, and it shows that by his own account that he did that. So um, uh, Kim.com is on, is on point. So what, to, with what also said, there's additional context there. So when, when people say that's a narrative, that's true. So the defense was uh, when people this, – this started before the Ukraine call and everything. This is what spurred the Trump-Ukraine call. Um, this when this originally first originally came out with him on stage, Biden on stage telling this story. So the uh, immediate response from the media and the establishment was Victor Shokin was dirty and everybody, including the monetary fund and the European Union and everybody wanted him out. And this wasn't just in Joe Biden position. OK, even if we accept that all is true. First of all, the immediate response to that is, well, the U.S. drives policy. It's very easily arguable that we told the European Union and the, and the IMF, hey, we have an issue. We could have even started that problem with him and, and facilitated um, facilitated his ouster by getting everybody else on board. And that way we can then say, oh, well, everybody else was on board. But, but the key part, even if we accept that is true, that everybody wanted him out, um, he said he was investigating Burisma. The argument from the media was – um, well, no, the problem was that he wasn't investigating Burisma and he wasn't pushing these other investigations and he wasn't going after corruption. So that's why he was out because he wasn't doing those things. Well, he's come out and not only has he said that he was indeed investigating them, but his replacement was Yuri Lutsenko, who he was put in to replace Shokin. He canceled all the ongoing investigations, including into Burisma, and then he was eventually ousted as being too corrupt and not actually doing anything. So his so replacement, you know, who was handpicked by Biden closed down the investigation in Nibirisma and didn't and, investigate and just, anybody. And just to add to what you said, there is no evidence, there is no evidence that, um, basically, about Shokin. The only evidence is that Lev claims, and he doesn't claim he has a recording, he just says, like, trust me, I'm the witness. Like, there's no evidence. So, well, so Shokin, has think, made, but... Shokin has made a very clear statement that he was investigating Burisma. And what Darth just said is correct. The new prosecutor that was point, appointed after Joe Biden intervened dropped that investigation. So, so when so you're talking about but direct you're missing com- information, just, just a second, let me just finish real quick. When you talk about direct, concrete evidence of influence peddling for money, it doesn't get any closer than this. So and even Obama officials so, complained about conflict so, of interest. So let me just go to Alsace, Nicholas. Alsace, so just to you, I know you want to respond, but in addition to that, why was the investigation dropped by the prosecutor that replaced him? That's like so, huge. So let, let, let me just, let, let's, so let me get this, 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 this is the important information that everybody, the reason why Biden was the one leading this is that after Russia invaded Ukraine and seized Crimea, because Biden was had extensive experience in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, President Obama appointed Vice President Biden to be the lead of Ukraine as like the U.S. representative, right? The czar of Ukraine or whatever the term you want to come up with. He was the, the, the administration figure in charge of Ukraine. And I know Mickey is here and he has extensive experience, a lot more than me on Ukraine. So I will defer to him a lot more on this. But this idea that Viktor Shokin has with some error or was an anti like, oh, he claimed he was investigating, defies all the public reporting we had prior to this, any coming out of the light of U.S. and EU administration officials despising this man because of corruption. But I know Mickey has a lot more than me on this. Yeah, let me go to Mickey. Mickey, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Allsauce because Allsauce didn't answer it. Um, and the question is this, Mickey, um, and they make, because Kim and Darth are making a fair argument. And the argument is this, that when the prosecutor that replaced Shokin, 
he dropped the investigation to Burisma. So why did he do that? Um, first of all, I'm a proud uh, Sheikh Suleiman subscriber. Everyone subscribe. I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So everyone subscribe to his uh, Twitter. And, um, and I think I agree with you. Everyone's making excellent points. Um, let's just take a step back and I will answer your question, Suleiman. And I think uh, Kim is also making excellent points. And, you know, you know I'm, everyone knows, extremely pro-Ukraine, worked in Ukraine at the, during this time in 2014 up until 2019. Uh, late 2018, um, I was in Ukraine quite a lot working, and um, we did hear rumblings about uh, President Biden um, having s- sort of uh, meetings, uh, deep meetings in Ukraine. And I think these these are problematic. I think we can all agree it's problematic. Um, and any any investigation of corruption that leads to you know conviction should lead to you know jail time certainly. And um, you know I think it's po- it's possible that. Um, that uh, that, that uh, the Biden administration or Biden uses influence to drop investigations. I would just say that um, it's also probably true uh, that Shogun is corrupt, and it's also probably true that um, you know having your um, your son on the board of Burisma is a is a giant uh, problematic thing. So I think it's a, we shouldn't get stuck into this either or thinking that you know um, either you know, on, on the one hand, either um, Biden is corrupt or Biden is pure or uh, Shogun is corrupt or, you know, sh- or, or, or Poroshenko is, is pure. It's like, you know, this are, these are complicated issues. And, um, and I think we can all agree that corruption is, is a bad thing. We don't want it. Yeah, I think the media thing is also that's something that's really key here is uh, what I was saying to all sources even if I were to concede everything that you're saying, that Shogun was corrupt and everybody in the world wanted him to go, even if that was true, if we take all of that and set it aside, the fact is he was fired. There was an investigation into Burisma. Um, he was fired. It was pushed by Joe Biden and bragged about publicly. And then his hand-picked replacement uh, dropped dropped the investigation and then was fired for not pursuing investigations himself. So also very important to mention that Poroshenko rejected Biden's advances to fire his prosecutor. And only after Biden threatened that a due payment for a billion dollars from USAID would not be made to Ukraine. Only then did Poroshenko change course and fired him. Exactly. Yeah. And the reason I bring up the media is, and this is something that goes back to every, the topic of the day. Um, we had people in here earlier that were talking about uh, what about as you know, well, this was Trump and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, so first of all, I would say this, you know, as a conservative, if there was proof that Jared Kushner did something wrong, the difference and, and the big difference I know between me and a lot of liberals, I know, I would say, by all means, investigate it and throw him in prison if he did something illegal. Um, I don't pretend that Trump or the people around him can't do any wrong. And and there are some conservatives who do. But for the most part, most of the people I associate with are very open minded and would say, I don't care if he's somebody on our side. If it's something ludicrous, like what's happening with Trump in New York, of course, we'll say it's nonsensical. But if it's something like influence peddling at the head of the federal government, then obviously that's significant and has national security implications. But the aspect of the media that people weren't considering is – with with Trump, if something like that was happening around Trump's circle, you wouldn't just have a little ragtag group of congressmen in the Freedom Caucus, or in this case, the more liberal caucus, investigating the situation. You would have every single investigator and journalist at every single media outlet pushing every source and using every contact and spending millions of dollars to do whatever they can to find and dig up any dirt on any of the people involved because it involves Donald Trump. Conversely, you have the same media going to bat to protect 
the the left and the Biden administration as they were doing throughout the whole thing with Ukraine and the phone call. That's just one example. They were pushing and, and did whatever they could to malign and to investigate Trump to try to justify an impeachment that was nonsensical to begin with, uh, while conversely, you have the same media pushing that the laptop was Russian disinformation. So it's not just like uh, it's it's not even. You have an entire media establishment backing up the, the uniparty and the establishment to try to destroy Trump uh, while protecting Biden. So that's important to consider. Can, can I just say something quickly before going to the, the other hand? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Nicholas. I just I just want to say, uh, like, it's very important. We don't get caught up into this either or binary thinking because the truth is, is, is not that simple. Um, I can exp- I can explain to you what I saw myself uh, in Ukraine at the time uh, because I was working with, with the Ukrainian Energy Group where we were trying to build uh, clean energy systems uh, in in Western Ukraine, and at that time the, the the big or the big sort of political issue of the day was um, sustainable energy for Ukraine and sustainable energy source. Basically, what Russia would do every winter is they would uh, cut off uh, gas supplies to Ukraine, you, uh, basically to negotiate better terms or to put pressure on Ukraine for one reason or another. Another. So, you know, people, you know, normal Ukrainians would deal with the fear of their grandmothers freezing in the wintertime. They would create, create a lot of instability, a lot of um, negative uh, will towards Russia. So people in Ukraine were looking to develop um, their own energy sources to be energy independent from Russia at the time. That was the, the number one thing. And to do that, a lot of them felt they needed um support from from the west because they were concerned about you know basically uh russian companies having deep influence in ukraine um not only with yanukovych but with poroshenko as well so they were looking to the west they were looking to the european union and the united states for support so um probably this happened with burisma but the project ourselves they reached out to um some basically they went to the the united states they met with like lobbying groups uh at the time from republican lobbying groups who basically promised them they were going to be their friends. They had them pay them um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They introduced them to, you know, very well-known politicians. They all took photos. They had dinner. And then basically they did fuck all. And it was a grift and a way to, like, line the pockets of these politicians and the lobbying groups. And the Ukrainians basically got uh, basically uh, robbed. And I watched this myself. And so I think like that, that, that is a, that is a, that is a grift. That is the number one problem with the United States. It is not climate change or anything. It's corruption. That's our number one issue. And um, it's a, it's a grift that both parties do and we need to put a stop to it. Um, But I think, um, you know, the, the thing about Hunter Biden specifically and Burisma, we don't know um, if, you know, they did anything illegal, but we do know that it's, we should block, we should definitely prevent anyone's children from being on the, you know, being, having influence, which is something that's fair. All right, so Mickey, I, I just got a, a, a message from Slayman that there's the Trump Town Hall tonight at 8 p.m. EST. So we do have a space planned for that. Uh, I think our space is starting at 6 p.m. ET. And me and him haven't slept yet. So um, I've already cursed before unmuting my mic. Um, so yeah, we do need to get some rest. Um, so I'll give the mic to Kim.com just for final words because I know he's been covering this, this story very closely for, for a long time now. Uh, Kim, if you don't mind giving us final quick Mario, words, so can, can I say one thing before you end this, please? Uh, sure, go ahead, and then we'll give it to Kim. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, sorry to interrupt like that. I, and this was actually no, uh, su- supports what Kim was saying before. It was about the payments from Romania. The uh, Oversight Committee tweeted this morning that the Bidens received over $1 million for the Romania deal with 16 of the 17 payments made during Biden's VP term. The money stops flowing from Romania soon after Joe Biden leaves office, establishing a pattern of influence peddling. So the majority of the money came while uh, Biden was VP. So I just want to clarify that. 
Yeah, and that, that just establishes what I've said about Brian coming in here as a misinformation. I wanted agent. to say no personal attacks. I forgot to say it. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, just, you know, it's just factual that this guy comes in here uh, and, and spreading lies, you know. And you gotta, I, you gotta tell, what... you gotta tell, you gotta tell Elon to stop re replying to his tweets if you, if you, if you despise them so much. We gotta get your boy. No, Elon it's not to... about, it's not about despising. It's just about being truthful and that you permit people like this coming into these spaces. You can't attack me, Kim. Kim, you've, it worked before, Kim. No, you can't attack he, me. This he, time he, Elon, he, Elon engages with him. You wanna attack me? You have to attack that, Elon, which I know you want. Give him any credibility. Elon is trying to be nice to both sides, you know, and he should be as the head of Twitter. But for you who's running a space where a guy has been caught multiple times over and over again, spreading lies from the Hunter laptop to now the vice president not having been vice president while these payments were made, you just need to uh, be a little bit careful with not losing credibility. I mean, I see your numbers going down. Maybe it has to do with you inviting the wrong people to your spaces. Cool. That's a great way to wrap it, Kim, as always. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, look, guys, we're going to get some rest. Really appreciate everyone. Really appreciate Amazing Kim for making this space happen. Um, really appreciate Slamman for moderating it and the team for tweeting at the same time. We'll see you again in a few hours for the CNN Town Hall with Trump. Um, and, yeah, we had a great finance space earlier for anyone that was listening to that one with Peter Schiff. So it was a hell of a day. Let's get some rest. Thanks, everyone. Love you all. Bye-bye.